Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell with me, Simon Aiken, and... And I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers who enjoy discussing genre movies, film franchises, and the various associated media with those. And um, for this special episode to coincide with the home media launch of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, we are very pleased to be at Orbital Comics with two returning guests. We have um, comic book fan Graham Williams. Hello there. And our host for this evening, Paul Dunn. Hello. So. <laughs> Sorry. Keep was I supposed to do more? <laughs> Why are we in Orbital Comics? Yes, well, you know. Yeah, London's, what, best, what, what? London's best comic shop. Why, why are you in London's best comic shop? Well. Plug, plug. Absolutely. Well, it seems kind of fitting, doesn't it? Because um, the last time we were here was when we recorded our episode on um, the late Stan Lee. Yes. Um, which obviously seemed very appropriate. And, uh, you know... Last year, there were various films that came out that we wanted to talk about. Um, and one of the favourites, for sure, was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, I know we've all got kind of various opinions and uh, relationships with that film. So we thought um, we missed it in its cinema run. So because it's coming out on uh, home media this week, we thought we would um, share our thoughts. So yes, and just a warning: we will be getting into spoilers. So uh, do watch the film before watching this podcast, because it's well, spoiler alert. I loved it, so you know I, I wouldn't want to ruin the experience for you by you know you listening to this and then w- watching the film. Can I ask: Is there anyone sitting here who's seen it and didn't like it? Because I'm yeah, I'm yet to find someone who hasn't enjoyed the film. That's because um, lately, a lot of films in this genre have not been that good, and this is a film that does everything right. You know, people might say, "Oh, it's a it's a basic story, it's an origin story," but it does it in a way that blockbusters of old used to do it. You know, okay. you have you know. You get to meet the characters, you get to know them a bit, and then you see them go through this journey, and then you are with them at the end. And they're not—they're uh, not all powerful at the beginning, you know. You see a, a progression, and you, you know you follow it. Could I just uh, interject mm-hmm. uh, at this time and say I do have some niggles, so this podcast may, wow. may, may actually get a bit heated. Okay. Apologies to the listeners mm. there um, in advance. Um, so it's not a total movie heaven, then. It it it, it is not. Ooh. No. Okay. However, I'm sure that uh, <laughs> as we progress, um, and I do, you know, I do pick up needles and and pens stuck into my in, into my torso and everything for, from you guys, and you know, I, I do recover from all the bruises, the silent punches during this, oh, that um, uh, that I be able to speak again and and. <laughs> It'll make for a much better conversation. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Me and Simon always say that when we don't agree on something, those are the best podcasts. Unfortunately, we we agree on a lot, which isn't always the best way. It's so weird. Funny enough, (laughs) when we recorded, Liz and I, who do the the Frame by Frame film podcast here for Orbital, we recorded 
the Aquaman episode and the Spider-Verse episode just basically as one thing. Um, so we did Aquaman first and that was like a real fight because she loved Aquaman and I hated it with a passion. And <laughs> and it was uh, like it, someone, someone came in and went, well, I feared for Liz's life at one point because you seemed so wound up about Aquaman. And I was like, yeah, I was, but I'm not going to attack my co-host. When, when, when you two argue, it's very entertaining. So. Yeah, I mean, there, there is an element of that. But it, it, like, as I said, I'm yet to meet anyone who hasn't kind of really enjoyed this film. So Graham, like, mm. you, you'd be the first person I met. Who's kind yeah, but of got... just, just to say, I did actually um, thoroughly enjoy it. And You, know, like, you just have a few niggles, which it's, is, it's, it's, which it's, is it's, something it's, different yeah. to than not enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've, been, I've done a few uh, movie heavens, movie hells, so <laughs> yeah. I did one movie hello um, to you guys as well. <laughs> and <laughs> put a positive uh, spin on it. But, yes. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, if we had to do... Uh, a hell to this, then um, uh, this movie would most definitely not be there. It would be on yeah. the opposite. Uh, well, I I tell you, um, I showed I, I watched this with uh, Antonia this weekend, and she's not a big fan of Spider Man, and she enjoyed the film. So, I, you know, when when a film can do that, you, you know, it's you know, it's a good one. Yeah, weirdly yeah. enough, my my girlfriend we. She doesn't watch the Marvel movies, really. And we did a big... Well, I've been doing a big rewatch of all of them leading up to Endgame, which I'm hoping to finish in time for for next Thursday. I probably won't get there. Um, but the ones we have gone to see together that are sort of not MCU, but are Marvel, are all the Spider-Man ones. So we watched Amazing Spider-Man... Amazing Spider-Man Two, yeah. and then Spider-Man Far From Home, and she's enjoyed all those, really, but not so much. Like she, she's just not. And she even asked me the other night, "Would you prefer it if I if I liked this stuff?" And I just went, "No, not really," because you know. Well, what does she yeah. think of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? She hasn't seen it. Oh, she hasn't seen so it. So this okay. one I went to see with Liz because we uh, we had to like review it that afternoon, mm. um, but <clears throat> she hasn't seen this. Yeah, I was expecting expecting to kind of like it at least as a visual kind of feast the moment I saw the trailer way back yeah which was like nearly a year ago now isn't it the first well this I don't January 20 January 2018 wasn't it it was it was a long way out from yeah it's initial release I do remember that Mm. yeah Yeah. there was a lot of buzz around the trailer not just in uh, on social media but we Jen, we got to see something different, didn't we? It, yeah. I remember the trailer being quite dark, meaning uh, it, it had a lot, a lot of black and reds to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And knowing a little bit of the comics, you know, where, where the um, where Miles Morales' I... uh, costume yeah. was, I thought, okay, it's, it's going to be different. But I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't enamoured by the... It, it didn't pull me in, because no? it was personally, oh, another Spider-Man. And yeah, I, I was yeah. saturated at that point. You mentioned Amazing Spider-Man's, yeah, yeah, and I was nonplussed. Exactly, exactly. It was like Spider-Man overload because I mean, you literally had the the Amazing Spider-Man had just finished, you know, the two films, and then you've got um, you know Civil War Spider-Man and you know Homecoming, and you're like, you know, do we need another Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. So. F- 
like yourself, Graham, I, I imagine everybody else was like, well, okay, it's Spider-Man animation, I might watch it, might not. It wasn't something that was on my radar to say, I, I have to watch this. Yeah. I was literally you, Keith, going, I saw it, it was brilliant, I, you know. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, what, well, what it was for me was, um, and I think we'll, we're probably all coming at this from slightly different angles, So because, we're, 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 again, I know you, Graham, and probably you, Paul, as well, know the source material a lot better, but um, or, you know, loose source material. But f- for me, um, I saw... I went to see Venom. I am one of the people that did go to see Venom. All the other black suit dudes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what happened was at the end of Venom, there was a... Um, at the end of the credits, yeah. there was a, a sequence from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, okay. okay, at the end of the credits. And I have to be honest, in not seeing it in context, I saw it and I was like, oh yeah. Well, what sequence was okay. it? It was actually the sequence where um, Miles goes to Peter Parker's, again, we've said about spoilers, spoilers here, yeah. mm. goes to Peter, P- Peter Parker's gravestone. Oh, okay. And that the cops show up. Well, yeah. the other, P- Peter B. Parker Cop turns up yeah. and then the, the cops, and mm. it's the bit where he gets dragged along by the, the, um, uh, yeah, the, 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 the monorail type yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was that sequence. And it was very amusing and all this, but it, it seemed, A, it seemed really odd to stick at the end of, of a film like Venom. And, and and it was sort of out of context. So um, when I did, I was very lucky. I, I got invited to a BAFTA screening, a preview screening of, of um, uh, Spider-Verse. And uh, it was with a Q&A with, with mm. Lord and Miller, um, did a Q&A <clears throat> afterwards. And, um, you know, I, I went and not really not too sure at that stage. And I sat there and, you know, for me, it pushed all of the boundaries of animation as well as storytelling. And if you, you know, you know, on paper, if somebody had pitched this to me, it wouldn't, I'd have been like, hold on, a, a, a Spider-Man um, film where you've got like Peter Porker, Spider-Ham as one of the characters and you're mixing <laughs> sort of anime, animation with Looney Tunes and all these different things. And I'd have thought, I say, bring it on. Terrible. Let's do it. Yeah. But, everything. Let's but, do well, Disney. Let's do Game of Thrones. It's, it's a weird <laughs> thing now because with the way comic book movies are and the way that they have uh, accelerated now into a genre of their own, and I, I do believe they are a genre. In fact, Right now, they're the genre. They're the genre, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, when a film, a comic book film goes wrong, if the, especially if it's one of the big, the really big properties, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman to a certain degree, but one of the really major properties, then the studios aren't going to rest until they get both that magic combination of box office dollar and critical acclaim. Where it used to be that they were kind of just happy with one or the other. They didn't really give a toss if people liked it, as long as they paid for it. Yeah, you were going to get a sequel. The video did really well, so you're going to get a sequel. Don't worry. We'll course correct then. But now they'll just keep going until they get it. And until you get it. And until you well, kind of consume it. On that point, it. Paul, they, 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 they've, they've done it. Spider-Man's yeah. one Oscar, BAFTA. Mm. Absolutely. Other... I'm sure yeah, there's, I, there, there are many other uh, awards out there uh, that 
I think yeah, the big three it it, it, yeah. it, has, it hasn't uh, shown a can and got the palm door yet, but I'm no. sure um, <laughs> that's to come. But no, um, yeah, they, 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 I would you be arguing that actually they've finally done it? To, to, to Sony Marvel degree, yeah. this time. I mean, it, yeah, and I bet Marvel, to, to a certain extent, are kind of kicking themselves that they they weren't really willing to do this. Because I, yeah. I, I'm willing to bet well, Feige would have gone now. No, well, I mean, here's, here's, really. a, here's a thing, and I, I said this actually on another podcast that I guested on, but unfortunately this whole bit ended up on the cutting room floor, so I'll, 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 I'll say it again. Yeah, who, who would have thought that I got... You know he's going to edit this, didn't you? Who would have thought that I got... Pause. No, but but what I was saying is, um, you know, there's a lot of... I've got a lot of friends and whatever that are... Mm massive fans as we all are of of the marvel cinematic universe and what kevin feige's done with the mcu and obviously we're all getting excited about avengers endgame and all this sort of thing but one of the points that i made is uh you know there's a lot of talk now with the acquisition from disney of of fox as to whether you know the the x-men are going to be part of the mcu and all of this sort of stuff stuff, and yeah yeah. and and I, i think in some respects it's good that not everything's in the MCU. And the reason for that is you wouldn't get films like this. You wouldn't get films like um, Logan. You wouldn't Deadpool. get films like Deadpool. Mm, yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't get these other, you know, Marvel properties well, that are doing something, something different. There's, there's, there's a bit of violence to them. But yeah, yeah they are a lot more art. So yeah, I, I mean, I, Logan was amazing. Uh, I really like, you know... the. It, Okay, there's various quality of film, but I like the X Men franchise, and I'm kind of happy for them to be separate, you know. And 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 obviously, you know, Deadpool is a kind of, you know, R-rated spin-off of that stuff as well. And um, yeah, that's a good point because did Disney ever have even contemplated going R-rated or or actually putting the, their <laughs> um, bucks behind something that was, in my opinion, opinion as daring as Logan. As well, well, well yeah, they mean, might have done through one of their uh, subsidiaries, yeah, like Touchstone, yeah. Miramax, yeah. you know, other ac- acquisitions that they've done over I, the years. I don't think Disney Disney itself has no. ever no. put out an R-rated film. No, twelve I, is the highest, really. And I think yeah. there are things in the MCU that push the envelope of what's acceptable in a quote-unquote child's film or teenager's oh, yeah. film. And I, I suspect <laughs> that the guys at the top of Disney are rubbing their hands with glee, going, "Ah, oh, well, we can kind of say it's not Disney, you know, yeah. if it all goes wrong." Um, mm. And it's the same for Star Wars. And you know, I mean, the, do you remember the early eighties when Disney made their last foray into adult material? And how wrong it all went for them, even though it produced some really good movies like the Black Hole. I was say, oh, and, yeah. Black Hole is and, a, uh, one of my all time. This way comes, yeah. yeah. But it, just, <laughs> none of those were financially successful for Disney. That's true. Yeah. And Disney always know the, where the dollar is, like they always know where the money is and yeah. how to get it and how to make you pay for it again and again and again. But I, you know, I think somewhere someone at Disney is kind of kicking themselves, going, "Yeah, we could have done this." We probably could have done this. But do we have the, uh, the, the, the the figures on this one? I think I, on budget, it was quite high, I thought, for what I saw. Anyway, it was about 90 million, I think it was, budget, yeah. Spider-Verse. Very expensive film. But yeah. how much is it actually making? And, you know, I know they 
I, kind of profit, but was it the profit they were after? I, Are we I've talking? Got a feeling it's probably around million. the four hundred million dollar mark. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not. Apparently, it cost ninety million. This is online. Mm. Ninety million budget mm. to make, but it's made three hundred and seventy-five million dollars box office bearing in mind that the home media version mm. is only coming out this week like, yeah i did so because it hasn't um a fair few of the mcus actually topped and gone past the billion yeah. mark which is oh, like yeah. one of them. oh yeah not Which is many, the many but a couple, couple have. Yeah. 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 So, therefore, is this a, a, a commercial success? Yes. Just to go back to Paul's mm. um, question earlier. I think it is. I, I, I think it ultimately <coughs> when, will come When down. a film of that budget makes that amount of money, then yes. Mm. If they made 100 million, then no. Because yeah. the 90 million is usually just the cost of the budget, not the advertising. Mm-hmm. And the advertising can be. You know. Twice the isn't it usually? Like well, it's I don't know if it's t- twice the budget, but it it adds to it. So, so yeah, the question yeah. is: is it still the big success that it, it would have been under Disney potentially? Because you know you said uh, I, Disney know how to make the billion dollar movies. Yeah, I mean, I, this I, isn't. I don't know. I, I I think it probably would have been like I mean. Well, it's I got think the acclaim it's, as well. But also, as it came out. Yeah, sorry, Keith. Yeah. Sorry, no, that was it. I was um, just saying it's got the acclaim. It, it as came well. out at the same time as Aquaman, which sure. no one expected to be. I, I mean, I, I didn't expect Aquaman to be the hit that he was. Like, I, I mm. am genuinely shocked well, that Aquaman. There was nothing else live action that around that yeah. time. I mean, we didn't have a Star Wars film. That's true. Yes, we had a year um, without. My God! But we had, but, but we had the sequel to Mary Poppins, though. <laughs> <laughs> also Disney. Yes. Um, but I, I, I was shocked that Aquaman made the money it did. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think this would turn out to be a like an unqualified hit. And also, as you say, they've got the critical game, they've got the Oscar, the BAFTA. Yeah. They've they've won awards. They're probably happy. I did speak to someone a few years back. Um, I, I think. Not around the time of Justice League. It's probably around the time of Batman v Superman. I probably shouldn't say any of this on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Someone who was working in the effects industry. I won't say what company he was working for. But he or I won't was say, working in an effects company. Yeah. He had brown hair. No, no, no. no, no, no. Um, I, I won't say his name. Um, but basically he said to me, look... Um, like he, he he had quite a few things, but he, like we asked him to come on the podcast, he was like, "Not a chance. I will never go and say any of this publicly." But he said that look, <laughs> the the amounts of money that are reported are nowhere near what they're actually spending. You're kind of given a yeah. a high base level. He said, but they're they're spending so much more money than you think they're spending to get these things out and ready and right. Which I was really horrified at because the the amounts that get reported are astronomical there you know well yeah i mean this gdp say, of small countries it's... yeah well just saying that i mean uh there's an interview that just came out this week that um you know about jj abraham's decision to make episode nine and he had to think long and hard because he said we've got two years i've got mm. no scripts no sets no actors we've got two years to you know have a completed film yeah you know yeah. that is crazy although everything you yeah. learn in film school out the window, window. yeah. <laughs> well, and and don't forget the the amount of reshoots they probably did as well. Mm. Yes. Well, then, uh, but then you look at the other end of that. I'm I'm always surprised that Spielberg pulled together War of the Worlds in 
I think that was six months or something like that. Although they did have a completed script. Yeah. And they just had a very narrow window in which Tom Cruise was available. And they went, yeah, right, let's do it. And in a few months, they had that film done, shot, cut. That's right, yeah. I mean, they literally the were cutting the... Tra- they did the teaser trailer while they were doing the shooting. Yeah. I mean, the whole... The, the, the other trailer where you see the attack on the bridge with the trucks and yeah. everything was literally just rendered the day before it came yeah. out. Yeah. I um, heard that with them, with them on to... You're talking about obviously that's live action, but with Spider Verse, I think I saw factoid that you know, when it comes to animation, it's you know there's a ratio of something like you know four to one. You know, yeah, you know. animation takes a lot longer. Mm. It yeah. does, but this one actually was longer again because yes. of the director's vision and what they were throwing at us. Mm. Uh, and having seen this in the cinema and now on. Um, and streaming as well, it's it's all there. Um, oh yeah. So at the, the time, I don't know, I don't know how long this took to complete from from completed from script to uh, release. But I think it was six years. Mm. I believe that, they said really because there was a there, there was a there was a shitload yeah. of R and D that was done. Yeah. You, you know, in the development of this um, way back, but I think. Um, because, you know, a lot of people have said to, even though obviously they're not the actual directors, but a lot of people have said to, um, you know, Lord and Miller that, you know, this is their film after Solo, a Star Wars story, that which they obviously left. But, mm. of course, this was in development long before Solo, mm. the Star Wars story, was even, you yeah. know, mm. anything that happened. It's just that yeah. it's obviously come out since then. Um, and yet they couldn't get it right with it not looking as if you need to be wearing 3D glasses in um, some of the shots in the scenes. Needle well, number one. Interestingly yeah. enough, you say that, but I, I think that was done on purpose. Mm. I, I think it's meant to look slightly off. Yeah. And kind yeah. of. Well, it's it's um, the, it's that it's back to that like old 60s, 70s, you know, three colour. Yeah, where you have um, the planes where of animation. Where they're slightly yeah. off. And mm. also, oh, the pink, yeah, yeah. yeah, and also, um, it was that uh, they they also did the I forget the technical term for it, but the thing where it's it's twelve frames, not twenty four, right? So oh, okay, two two animation or whatever they call it. So you've got is that, is that official slightly... to, to 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 go back to the nineteen sixties, fifties, and sixties comic book look where it looked as if the 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 painter at the end yeah. couldn't yeah. actually print was keep in lines, or they had they were rushing so hard to get a, a comic book released. They had a bunch of four-year-olds in and, and, and um, <laughs> to try and colour it, and just, just went over the lines a bit too much. I must admit, when it started, when I first saw it, because because I actually I ended up I saw this five times at the cinema. Wow, which says says a lot. I mean, which one was the one you? Uh, which time was the one you, where we saw it? Fourth, at I Sony? think, maybe. But the fourth, uh, right? yeah, I was going to say I was lucky. Of course, so I yeah, was lucky. Like, I, I, I would genuinely get if I had to see something like when I was younger. Yeah, I would go and see things two or three times just to see them. Yeah, just to make sure I was getting it and watching it. And but now. I would I would literally shoot myself in the face rather well, than see anything it, it, twice. It has to be. I mean, for me to go and see things multiple times now, I don't do it as much as I used mm. to, and I like to. But you know, it has to either be a film that's quite special yeah. for me, which this was last year, um, 
and of course I'm you know as I said I've been very lucky that a lot of them are invited screenings so that yeah. you know it's not like I'm forking out five times although I, I have paid to go see it as well mm. um, and I've ordered it on Blu-ray which you, you're going for the full consumer experience but, on this well, here's, here's, the thing, here's the thing you say about the full consumer experience one of the things I was gutted because when I f- first saw it I actually did for a minute think hold on a second shit have they put the 3D version on and we're, we mm. haven't got, you know, because, because of what you were saying. But this was a film that I actually wanted to see. There, There is a 3D version of this film as well, mm. which screened in the US. I agree that with hasn't this. here. And I, and I want to I, see this in 3D. I hate 3D. Normally I do, but I want to see this in I ha- 3D. I hate I 3D. If it disappeared tomorrow, I wouldn't shed a tear. But this, I genuinely thought, when we were sitting there watching it, mm. you know, we, we, we saw it. I remember Liz, we saw it on in like the view in Westfield in their scene screen. So yeah, yeah. lovely big seats, table next to you, so you had plenty of space for yourself. <laughs> Cinema was empty, nice big screen. Could I just say I was in my living room on Saturday night with the missus. I had the TV close. So are we I, you were in Westfield, right? Yeah. Just, 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 just to make sure that, that, that we, you could correct that. You weren't in the living room, no. No. Okay, but it felt like you were in the okay. room. Yeah. Very comfortable. But I did think, I did have this kind of pang of, ah, uh, yeah, this would have been one of those, you know, I felt that like kind of Mark Kermode moment where you, where you had to go online and say about gravity, you know, gravity's better in 3D. And it's just like, yeah, this would have worked in 3D. Yeah. Some some films would, and I think this... this 3 is getting better. This would but... have... I would have liked to have... As I said, I ended up seeing it five times. I would have loved for one of those times to have been a 3D experience. Yeah. But, Are they, uh, does anybody know whether they're going to release it in the UK? No, no I don't believe there is a 3D version I, on the Blu-ray. I think what happened with the cinema release, unfortunately, was um, one of the cinema tr- chains did a, uh, a preview for their members, and that was a one-off screening of the 3D version. Uh, so I think okay. it did screen, but it was it was like a um, a, a special advanced screening. And um, the, the general release of it was just the 2D, which... Um, I, I also yeah. probably would have, could have stood to see this in 4DX, because I bet it would have been fun. Yeah, probably could have been um, quite fun, yeah. Which, again, I'm not... Like, I don't know what's happened to me as I get older. I hate all this stuff, but... <laughs> I've started to warm to these kind of experiences. I, I think I know where my line is. It's probably that that screen uh, X just, just, rubbish. Just, just uh, on the consumer experience, mm. I, I've actually um, downloaded it onto my Kindle. Mm. I downloaded it from, from Amazon there. We could actually watch it on uh, on my Kindle. My Kindle's <laughs> about four years old. It's got little marks on it. Things I can't actually get rid of. <laughs> just tiny screen. You could have the sound off if you wanted to. So yeah. Yeah, we, we could actually ha- um, have a look at that and, and you could to see it, it, it I'm, I, I don't know if it's in 4DX, 4DYZ. <laughs> Do you are you not a fan of the the 3D experience? This sort of stuff. You... Um, I'm. I think I share your opinion. Apart from the fact that um, it was actually with Keith. I remember now. Mm. Uh, went to uh, the IMAX here in London and we saw uh, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. um, twenty. Yes, that's the one in the future, yeah. And (laughs) um, that was one of the the best cinematic experiences I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was was, 3D? It was was 
There was lo- loads was, of things happening to us. There's it 3D, was 3D IMAX. 4DX? And IMAX. Oh, right, it wasn't okay. 4DX, yes, no. And the sound quality was super. Yeah. And that's when, again, to, to appreciate good sound quality. Yeah. Rather than just, I must admit, the screen of Blade Runner I went to, the screen was actually vibrating from the sound. Really? You know the bit when they're flying over all the I, sort of I solar panels. Yeah. So oh, oh, okay, it's just I'm it's done. it's an opening shot, but the right. thing was, the these are all these solar panels everywhere, and the screen's going like this. Wow. It's literally shaking. But no, yeah. so 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 that <clears throat> that was not a gimmick. I I think maybe to expand on our opinion mm. there, Paul is is. The three um, D has become a major, major gimmick. If yes. you're actually willing to shoot that way, it's like um, uh, shooting in seventy mil as well. You know, it, it can be gimmicky. You know, it, it's expensive too. But yeah. you see, see a movie that has had the vision from a director, producers, etc., to, to have that, then it works. Which is why I think this movie would have been. Amazing in it, mm. uh, in in three D. I mean, but um, yeah, I haven't. I've deliberately then not gone to see any three D movies since mm. the Blade Runner one because I think I was utterly spoiled there, and it would, it would take mm. something see, big and yeah. to 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 um, to top that. Unfortunately, again, I genuinely thought with um, Spider Verse that it was meant for three D. But we didn't see it 3D, so that was just a, a little niggle in my head when I was watching it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Sat down there, comfy, um, all, all all very well, and yeah, it, it it was a heck of a rush to watch this movie, sound and visuals as well. But just those just those scenes. But thankfully, the story and everything else carried. Yeah, carried, I mean, it doesn't. Me on and it, it, it wasn't too much of a distraction. You got used to it as you as you normally do with these kind of mm. movies. Yeah, you, you do kind of get used to. I mean, I um, must admit, I don't. I, I watching it, and I saw it at the cinema as well. I was wasn't sitting there thinking, "Oh, this would be better in three D." I never thought that for a second. Mm. No, the, um, Not for a, a second. Where Miles and his dad are in the uh, police car. Early oh, on, yeah, this is the scene where he drives them to school. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one, and. There's one uh, there. He, his father is pointing over to a new coffee store. That's right. And yeah. it blurs and come and comes back into focus again. I, I had the benefit mm. of watching this again. Yeah. Recently, um, in um, cinema room, which I call the living room. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I noticed that. Now, whether that was a you know a director trying to do some depth of field. Focus, so focus, I think focus, it was focus, just focus. it was just a focus pull. Yeah. Focus yeah. pull. Like, yeah. It's great if you're doing that. But then I'd already he looked out there. Miles had looked out the window, and um, there was a street scene, some people walking around, and it was just that you know that that pink and green, yeah, hue, almost like those halos around people. I just spotted mm. that yeah. a lot. Well, I think that effect also was to do with the fact that the universes were combining as well, because right. but at that point they already had the first um, wave. Wave, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They the glitch. Yeah. That's so right, you yeah. could be talking me around for it not to be niggle number one, which, uh, which you could strike from. Well, it's a weird thing. You know, it's funny you talk about like the universes combined because the, this, like, you had to talk about this quite a lot on the pod. We did, like, it's not based. Although it's called Into the Spider Verse, as a film, it is not based on the comic book Spider Verse. Right. Really. Okay, what's, uh, what, what, what's, what is the storyline for the comic book Spider-Verse? So then? I think it's like, uh, I have to get, go back from my very hazy memory, but it's about the 
um, uh, sort of family of vampires they are really kind of I, I guess that's what you call them called Morlan who appear in J. Michael Straczynski's Spider-Man run um, which was the Peter Parker Spider-Man the standard universe you know uh, and they basically feed off Spider-Man and I think it's about as I recall I could be wrong this is why I really need Liz here because she does know absolutely that what, what it's about um, but it's about those that family of vampires moving through dimensions and and kind of feeding off all the different Spider-Men that have ever been. This is based more on, although it takes characters from that run, this is based more on a run called Spider-Men, which was Brian Michael Bendis yeah. in the Mars Morales um, Ultimate Spider-Man comic, mm-hmm. where he brings the Peter Parker from the what I think is the six one six universe, so the the, the Marvel universe, yes, yeah. into the Ultimates universe, and they meet Mars Raz because the Ultimate universe Peter Parker is dead by that right. point. Um, so it takes more from the Mar- Mars Morales comics than it does from Spider Verse. Yes. So it's a bit of a mislead in terms of title, in much the way Infinity War. Is nothing like the comic that's called Infinity War. Yeah, they they take the title in a brief, you know. Well, let's 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 talk more about the the character then, because while I I, I've never read the the Miles Morales comics, I just remembered when they were they announced that they were going to do Miles Mm. Morales, and I remember the announcement was they're doing a Black Spider Man. Yeah, which I. I think he's somewhat reductive to the the kind of thing that they're trying to do. Um, there is a kind of argument I've heard against Brian Michael Bendis because Brian Michael Bendis writes a lot of um, characters who are people of colour. Um, but of course, because he himself is not a person of colour, that this then becomes, I think, a bit of an issue for some comics fans. It's a shame. I think he writes the characters very well. Um, but also I understand why people get upset. You know, and I don't know where the balance is for that. So it's it's Brian Michael Bendis' character. Um, and it was very much built, as you say, as the Black Spider-Man. I had, had not heard of it because it was around the time I started working here. And then I heard about it. But the comics were selling so fast, I didn't have time to read them. Uh, which happens frequently if you work in a comic shop. Like, if you don't, unless you're going to grab something, it's that's it, it's gone. Um, however, I later read the Ultimate Collections, which are really big, sort of 15 or 20 issues at a time. They're amazing. And I, as soon as I put those down, I was like, okay, whatever the next Spider-Man movie was, and this was just before they announced Far From Home, I was like, it should be this guy. Because we've had so many years now of Peter Parker. Yeah. We've had two films in recent years. We've had Toby Maguire's three films a few years before. You know, we've had endless interpretations of Peter Parker. Please let it be something else. And I remember for for a while, Sony was pushing to do a Miles Morales story. But I I don't know what the politics were to to stop it. But I'm I'm kind of glad that they left it for this. Mm. Yeah. Because it works so well. Because you're introduced yeah. to a character who isn't Peter Parker. And so it makes doing the origin story 
a lot easier. Mm. Well, I, sorry. So no, no. All I was going to say is that I I found it because <clears throat> I I didn't know the comics of the Miles Morales story, and for me, I just found the whole thing really refreshing because okay, you, you know, we've got a mixed race um, mm. Spider-Man now, but who cares? For, forgetting that, you know, you're talking, you know, he was also younger than, yeah. than, than Peter Parker. You know, he's supposed to be like 13, I 13, think, or yeah. whatever. So he's, he was younger. Um, he's he's not, you know, his parents are still around, mm. okay, which is, again, is different, you know. Um, and also, ev even down to the spider powers, you know, he's got this ability you know he can do the war crawling and, mm. and and all of that stuff but he can also um you, you know go invisible and he has that electric shock thing yeah, that he yeah, yeah. and all of that yeah. sort of stuff so i just thought that all round it was nice to have a different take on spider-man mm. um mm. Th than what we've been used to and and certainly using him as the uh, as, as the character in this film that that this all unfolds through the eyes of and having him as, if you like, the framing well, he's the character. Pro yeah, he's the protagonist. The, yeah, yeah. The, the, the heart of this story. Because um, I, th I thought it was really well drawn, really well vocally performed, um, and just everything. And, and for an animated story to to keep me interested and excited, for t it's nearly two hours long, or just mm. over two hours, I think, which is quite long for an animated film. And it kept me engaged in that time. Um, I saw things I'd not seen before, which I thought was great. It made me laugh, obviously, because there's a lot of humour in it. It's also quite dark. And, and, and towards the end, I was emotionally involved. Yeah. When they were yeah. all going to say goodbye at the end, yeah. I, you know, regardless of the little jokes that were thrown in there, I was actually quite moved. And I thought, wow, for a piece of animation on film to do that and capture me that way. That's why I went and saw it, you know, five times, because I just mm. loved this. Mm. It was so refreshing. Uh, actually, it was the, uh, i tell you what made me cry, and it was the, the Stan Lee moment. Mm. Um, and that, that I genuinely did tear up at that point, because I think he had just died. And it yeah. was just like the, the you know, the line about, oh, don't worry, they, they all fit eventually, you know, yes. the costumes. And it yeah. was just yes. like... Uh, and you know the way he's kind of huckstering the the costume <laughs> is kind of how the wider world viewed Stanley. I mean, I don't know if you know in in DC Comics they did a character called Funky Flashman, who basically is supposed to be Stanley, and he's a kind of you know P.T. Barnum esque kind of <laughs> wow, and wacky guy. He's a like, yeah. believer. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice it's their parody because it was, yeah. you know, there, there was a wink there, there was a glint yeah. in his eye. They, they really played played well there mm. and played to the fact that he, he's not an angel because there's mm. no refund. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm making but money out of you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. but it just, it's so weird because they must have recorded that like years ago or whenever they were mm. doing the voice recordings and it's it just felt like something that they did after he died it was that was it was mm. very fitting but it's just you know from a point of view that you know this was recorded well before he actually died so it's you know yeah could, could i re uh, return to peter parker yeah yeah simon you said you know the, the origin stories and everyone's saying well actually it's good to see um somebody different from Peter Parker, but 
what I felt in this one was that that actually we had a different slant on on Peter Parker, um, where now I only last year read uh, Superior Spider-Man, where it was Doc Ock's mm. uh, mind in Peter Parker's body, and, and he um, became Spider-Man. And I know there's controversy of it, but I genuinely loved it <laughs> because it, it was to that point where, yay, we've got a different type of yeah. Spider-Man, a different take on. The the the, the, Sp- the, Sp- the Spider Man, okay, and and, and the the goodness that that, that you always had that Peter Parker had, but in Spider Verse movie, I thought it was wonderful. No, not that we had a death of Spider Man. That was quite shocking, actually. But then we had um, Chubster, um, <laughs> made thirty something year old. I, I, I've let it all go, Peter Parker. Yes, because Peter Parker. <laughs> to all his counterparts in you know, when you first start reading um, about Spider-Man and Peter Pan, he becomes Spider-Man. Was always the loser to everyone else, but actually he wasn't. So he put, as he donned the 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 mask and the costume, he was always um, the hero. But this one, actually, you've actually you've got mm. a full-on loser Spider-Man and loser Peter Parker. Uh, mm. Or is it Peter B. Parker? Peter yeah. B. Parker, yes. Yeah. Is one of the most original, uh, in my opinion, original takes on Peter Parker to actually make him a, a proper loser now. Yeah. Not, not, not a guy with a big hat. It's Miles Morales who actually pushes him and mm-hmm. plays on his guilt. Yeah. yeah. And, and really brings out um, the old Peter Parker. Peter Parker. I know and love mm. and always yeah. root for they always you know they, they always get up regardless. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the, the thing is though that this again is another great uh, part of this film is the way that they 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 treat Peter Parker, the you know original Peter Parker. So we get uh, for for each of the Spider Men this uh, you know how it begins. Yes. Let's, let's let's go back to the start. Yeah. Abbreviated yeah, origin both, story, and yeah. so. We, we get this wonderful montage at the beginning, including so much stuff from the comic books, the cartoons, the yeah. films. I mean, brilliantly that they they take the piss out of um, Spider-Man 3. I also did this thing. Yes. Yes. The whole John Travolta walk. Isn't, isn't one of the Spider-Men in, like one of the Peter Parkers, I think it's the one that dies, is apparently supposed to be Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I've heard. Well, what's interesting? When well, I think you... it's an, an, an amalgamation because mm. there's there is the stuff that comes from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man mm. stuff. So you Mary have the upside down kiss, even yeah, though yeah. it's uh, yeah. Mary Jane who's upside down <laughs> during the kiss. <laughs> that's that that wonderful thing in the yeah. whole, you know, when he's uh, emo Spider-Man, but he's just in the Spider-Man costume going like this, and he mm. goes, "Yes, that was a thing that happened." And then also the <laughs> the whole thing about the Christmas album. Yes. Which, if you if you stay to the end of the credits, you actually get to hear the, the song. song. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about that? That um, the it was um, Lord Miller had had toyed with it, um, but only in earlier versions of the script, and they just happened to be in London for some event or whatever, and they happened to hear or be told about um, Chris Pine who is the voice of Peter Parker mm. and hear that he actually had a great singing voice and they <laughs> and they or they they either greenlit the album or they went to their mm. other producers and said yeah we're going to sorry i have to correct you 
Uh, it sounds. I thought it was Chris Pine as well, but it's not Chris Pine. Is it not? It's not. It's Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson is the voice of Peter Parker. I know. I thought of the the actual um, singing of the um, Christmas album. Yeah, I actually thought the Christmas one was Chris Pine. Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. No, no. No, you're correct. There's fucking hell, how many Peter Parkers are there? <laughs> there's a lot of those. That, that's, yeah. I think that, that's the topic of, of this conversation, isn't yeah. it? There, there's an effing oh, okay. lot of them. Yeah, so because Chris I Pine thought it was the same voice who did that did Peter Parker and older part and Peter B. Parker, but no, you're correct. Yeah, so no, yeah, so there we are. Yeah. So no, I I love the fact that these guys are ready to change mm. um their their creative angle on this and go actually let's have a laugh here mm. and let's push out and get uh, a guy who has become a superstar yeah. you know, his pine, oh and, and, and rip yeah so <laughs> so we have two Kirks who can sing there <laughs> we have Shatner and Pine there you go you see <laughs> um, uh-huh. so, but no, no, yeah. so, so that I, I love the fact that they did that and again yeah. Okay, I, well, because it was weird. Because I remember, because I, I remember at the screening, I was like, "I'm sure that's Chris Pine. I'm sure that's Chris Pine doing the voice of Peter Parker." And then you watch the credits, and it's like Peter and uh, Peter oh, Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Oh, yeah. Right. But, wow. Um, why? Why you didn't use the same actor to do the same voice? That's so weird. Well, you've got the blonde Peter Parker, Parker haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, they sound so uh, similar. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really notice the change in, in actors' voices. That is very... Wow. Mm, but then I didn't pick up on the fact it was Nick Cage. Nor did my wife. Oh! And yeah. oh. We were watching oh. it together. She was like, who was that first Spider-Man noir? I went, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Straight, straight, straight away, I, there's, oh, no, there's no uh, denying it was Nicolas Cage. It's funny, because, um, yeah, as well as watching this at the weekend, I tried to watch another Nicolas Cage film whose title escapes me but at the moment Nicolas Cage goes from doing really great stuff like this and Mandy even though I'm not a big fan of Mandy but we all agree you know good work there from Nicolas Cage and utter shite from stuff like um, Left Behind isn't isn't that his career though to be fair, yeah, he, he has hopped well, about. He doesn't turn anything down. Of late, of late. I mean, the, the <coughs> you know the guy had a good run, you know, like Con Air and um, Leaving Las Vegas. You know, those there was there was a kind of you know there was a quality to it all, but now it's just it's it's so hit and miss. There's a persistent rumor concerning why he's. I don't know if you've heard this. Probably, but go ahead. So the apparently he he was hit with a huge huge tax bill, or yep. his accountants had defrauded him for so much money that he's now paying off a massive tax bill, and that's why he's just pumping film out, pumping film out. Yeah, for the audiences of the world. Yeah, go go, go but, poor taxmen. But he has refuted this. I think Empire did an interview with him last year, or the year before, where they went, "Can like, can we just do it? Will we just address some of these crazy rumors about you?" And he literally goes through them one by one. And he said, no, I've never taken a movie to pay a bill. I don't believe that. Like, I'm sorry. I, like, every actor if, if it's not, if it's, if, it's, of... if it's not that, then it's probably he fears that 
if he doesn't accept stuff that the parts are going to dry up. Yeah, and I mm. wish he'd... Which, which he... they kind of have, because yeah. the, the major Hollywood studios mm. don't use him. No. It's all now independent stuff, apart from this bit part mm. in a Sony film, you know. It's, it's funny to think that years ago, back when he did, like, Ghost Rider, <laughs> yeah. you know, he would have been the lead, and now he's supporting actor. Well, I mean, I, I think it started to turn around the time, funny enough, that... Superman lives mm. kind of <laughs> collapsed. Unfor- you know, fortunately yeah. or unfortunately, however yeah. you feel about that. We've all yeah. seen John Schnepp's great documentary on it, I'm yeah. sure. But um, yeah. it, around then, you notice it started to kind of wane and, and wax. And I, I don't know what personal problems he went through. You know, I, I always I don't know. I think, I think, regardless I of how think many actors, millions they've got. Some actors do have a certain shelf life within yeah. Hollywood. And it could be that the films don't make money or they have falling out with certain producers. Mm. I don't know. I wish but, I was doing what he's doing. Take a drink. And Keith has mentioned the fact there's another actor yeah. doing better than him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's everyone. No, um, uh, it's the Keith drinking game. <laughs> no, I'm just saying to and, and, and all... <laughs> And also, if you want a good movie of his in recent years, check out a little-known film called Mum and Dad. Yes, I hear that's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. Last year, was that 2018? Yeah, it was like a release. year ago or a year and a half ago. Yeah, it looked ago, like a comic horror from the yeah. trailer. Right? So yeah, it's, no, it's really, isn't, really good. Isn't Joe supposed to be really good? Is it called Joe? The one where he's... He kind of takes on this kid to work with him. He, I can't remember what he does, oh, but I think, he's yeah. like working yeah. in a swamp or something. Something he, like that, yeah. Yeah, and that's supposed to be excellent. Um, Talking of shelf life, though, um, I'm, I'm I'm seeing with this one. Are we looking at an extremely long and lustrous um, shelf? That doesn't sound right, but anyway, we'll, we'll stick to it. Uh, for uh, Mahasha Ali, who also is in this Oscar-winning film, and then yes. in Green. Book Green it. book, That's yeah. It. yeah. yeah. Mm. So this man, who's one uh, double Oscar winner, is apparently doing brilliantly currently. Twenty nineteen with um, True Detective. True Detective. That's mm-hmm. that one. The third one now. Yeah. And then I thought I would never um, have guessed, even with a, um, a a test. You know, um, you, you, you pick two names. Uh, on a sheet of paper, who's mm. the who's the voice actor of uh, of the uncle oh. of Miles's uncle mm-hmm. to be him, and he's done another for me another star turn where he he had it wasn't a cameo as uh, Nick Cage's was for um, mm. Spider Man Noir. Mm. Yeah, but so you have I a multiple choice question of two: who is it, Charlie or um, Sandra Bullock? I think Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. It, it was just I thought it was really fantastic. The thing is, though, with voice acting. For animation, it's I, as I understand, and I'm not saying any work is easy, but it's relatively easy payday for a lot of these guys because they they come in, they do a Have week. Have seen Mark Hamill do the Joker for yeah, the yeah, yeah, but, but it is still like in in terms of for the big actors, it's like okay, well, I can do a hundred grand doing this for five days, or I can do a movie that's going to be Keith. You know, but you know what I mean. Like, like there are the people that are earning the big bucks. Keith, I'm sorry, but I'm guessing that you're not on that. The oh, sort of hundred grand for no, five no, days. No, no, no. Not even but on the bottom. Of course, run. they're gonna. I think they'll they'll take because it's just like 
yeah, I'll do this five days. I have to stand in the box for 12 hours. Like, fine, I don't care, 100 grand. That's that's my tax for the year paid, or that's that paid. That's that's the fucking new wing I want to put on the house. But, you know, yeah. it's... Why not? Yeah, and at the moment, animation does really well at the yeah. box office because, you know, most parents want to take will take their kids, their young kids, to go and see animation. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got... Uh, at the moment, there's a film out over here called Wonder Park. Probably do really well. But all the reviews I've heard of it is it's terrible. Mm. Don't forget, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, being a, a father myself, um, you're absolutely right, uh, Simon, because a lot of these animations will actually come around the holidays. Mm. Yeah. So this, what do you call it, Wonder Park? It's now... Um, you know, we've, we've got a holiday... Um, Mm. Uh, yeah, happening. Oh yeah, I, mean, I think Christmas Hollywood's Hollywood's really cotton on to this summer, now because yeah. it used to be that uh, animations would come out in half term. So yeah. um, when I was working in cinema, ninety nine to two thousand, mm. uh, the autumn uh, half term, we had Toy Story two. Yeah, and we didn't have anything else. Now, with like the the school holidays, I mean you've got. Uh, I think what's at the cinema now. Uh, so you got Wonder Park. Um, mm. Trying to think what else has come out lately. Well, um, the last half term uh, we had uh, Lego Movie two, two, yeah, which we went to see. Oh, that's uh, right, Lego Movie two, How yeah. to Train Your Dragon three, yeah. and there was another one. Yeah, but the animations but, they are there. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, we will take them because yeah. where it's not, it's not that. Um, they'll love them. It's that you know they're safer. You know you you've got your PG. Yeah. To use certificates. Yeah. Yeah. The twelves are hardly ever animation. As in full on animation. animation yeah. If you we could argue whether CGI fests we get these days at seventy percent mm -hmm. CGI is mm. animation or live yeah. action. But that's but, more uh, aimed to yeah. the teenage no, 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 market. No, but I'm just saying my my point there. being is now that uh, Hollywood has seen that also the half terms are a good time to release their main films as well because mm. it used to be just animation mm. it used to be let's give something for the parents to take their kids to go and see but now we're getting like the major films I mean the fact that we're getting you know Avengers Endgame at the end of Easter before even I mean the summer season now starts the end of April mm. and it's creeping there creeping is a forward. reason why the Marvel movies are released around that time though and it's not necessarily to do with Easter. It's because the following week is free comic book day. So the following weekend uh, is free comic book day. And they always have a big release okay. in time for free comic book day. Um, and it's yeah. it, it, it's partially to do with that. Yeah. I imagine the, the school holidays are more of a consideration for them. Well, there's that. But I mean, if you're not noticed, the, um, the summer blockbuster season now is, is, long. is long. Mm. I mean, before it used to be, what? the middle of June to the yeah. end of August and now it's the end of April to the end of August and sometimes well, it doesn't even reach the end of August I, I remember you used to get like you know flicking through say Empire way back in the 90s <coughs> when you were dealing with things like Patriot Games coming out as a summer film they would go through their films coming out over the summer period Yeah, and out of all the films, 20 or 30 films that were coming out of the same period, or 10 films that were coming out, or 15 films, they would pick the big five. It's like, you think you can reduce it down to five now for the summer? No. no. It's more like the big 15 or the big 12 oh, yeah. Yeah. out of 50 movies coming out. 
There's so much well, more. All of these models and the consumption yeah. model and everything is is changing so rapidly. Yeah. So, um, and um, remind mm. me, uh, when was the initial cinematic release of Spider Verse? To get back to Spider Verse, um, <laughs> yes, the original cinematic release was December, December, Decem- yeah. December two thousand eighteen. So we're hitting Christmas. So it was hitting yeah. Christmas. Yes. No, yes. you said earlier, yes. no style, yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go, because I. Yeah, I remember the the, the summer blockbusters. I, you know, I um, as a student, I worked in a cinema over the over the summers, mm. and yeah, you you had the marquee uh, movies, um, and then September is where you got the, September is where you got all the quality. Uh, they wouldn't have made the big bucks yeah. um, competing. Yeah. Well, in July, they, were, they were moving to the Oscar period then, wouldn't they? Or slowly, no, yeah, slowly, yeah. but the mean, Oscar yeah. period is more. Um, January to March, yeah. yeah so so December, Spider Verse, it's played. Yeah. It's in there. It follows the rules. Tick the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in well, there again, then, this yeah. is this is a change that's happened since because um, Christmas period used to be Christmas films or films that they didn't quite know how well they were going to do, and then we got Lord of the Rings mm. every Christmas, and from that point onwards, Hollywood went ooh. We can make a lot of money at this time of year if we bring out a big series. That's why they got Peter Jackson to come back and do the Hobbit films. Yeah, uh, That's why Harry, I stu- didn't Harry Potter movies. Harry Christmas? Potter's were November, right? Yeah, yeah. So they were kind of like, um, well, they would just be after the half term because you would have they were a half term now, and that time's always um, last week of October, so Halloween. So, so mm. with this mid December, mm. yeah, cinema release is this out on Blu-ray now here. It comes out yeah, this, this week. This week, yeah. yeah this, this week. Is why we thought we'd so, record this to get it yeah, out. Yeah, mid-April. Yeah. That's one of the longest mm. delays I've seen in modern uh, memory. Yeah. Yeah. Five months, because normally it's three to four. Yeah, now. it's yeah. been on streaming for a it few is weeks, yeah. hasn't it? But, uh, and so that, that, that annoys me. Here's the thing as well. <laughs> oh, you imagine, yeah. the, remember the days when we had to wait two years yeah. before it to come well, no, out no, on no, video? Look, I, I, believe, I, I remember Kevin Smith talking about in one of his books that he thinks the reason why cinema was under threat as a medium was because the release window between... Cinema and DVD and Blu-ray had shrunk down to nothing. Yeah, and it was like, and I, I got to admit, I'm the same. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, if I've missed it, it'll be out on Blu-ray, or I'll, I'll get it digitally, um, and I'll use that to size up because I'm still a physical media person. If I go and see, <laughs> even if I go and see a film at the cinema now, really, what am I doing? I'm sizing it up to go. Yeah, I'll buy that. Unless you know it's going to be a cinematic experience, yeah. meaning yeah. it's big and bold but rather than the. Yeah. Smaller, maybe art house ones, where you can just sit ne- um, closer to your TV. Even so, <laughs> even so, though, I am just kind of like waiting for the time when I can be at home watching it and re-experiencing it and re-experiencing it. And it's a shame. And I, I, I you know, I'm gutted. I feel like that, but it's just like. Um, I must admit, though, I the the thing with the short window now mm. is that um, I always liked seeing a film in the cinema and then like six months later or whenever mm. when it came out on video it was long enough so you when you watched it again you weren't so clear of what happened yes so it was like really you know experiencing it fresh again the, the sort of three month window it's still kind of fresh in your mind so you are watching it you know you can't remember what you saw lot the last time you saw it at the mm. cinema so i kind of enjoyed that i enjoyed i remember quite clearly when i remember seeing Batman Returns at the cinema 
and then seeing it on video. And mm. it was just enough time that I could, you know, go back and watch that and feel like I was watching it for the first time so, again. Sometimes I'll get things and my girlfriend will go, but we just watched that at the cinema. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, now I've got... And she's just like, so when are you going to watch it again? Oh, I don't know. Six months. I'll well, tell you what yeah. one I did watch instantly the moment I brought it, even though i just seen it in a while, was uh, Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, well, yeah, can't blame you then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but very so. few of them. Oh, oh, like Russia, I've got to get this, I've got to get this. And then it will just sit there. Great, And it's great. because, it's, as you say, there isn't enough time. Between... A great Christopher Macquarie commentary on there as well. But uh, anyway, um, ju- ju- <laughs> just, <laughs> the, the, other th- the other thing about the, the, the Blu-ray release of this and the 4K release mm. that's coming up, though, is there is going to be a... Um, 30 minute longer version of this film because um, obviously we've mentioned just on the 4k well on the blu-ray because uh, we've mentioned obviously Phil Lord and Christopher Miller but obviously the, the three the directors as well which is um, Bob Pachetti Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rotham yeah. Well read, Keith. And, well read. Um, and yeah, no, no. But, but you know, they, they need crediting, don't they? But um, I, I saw an interview with these guys, and they were saying that um, there was a lot of stuff they had to take out, and one of one of the things was um, uh, like a sort of ticking bomb plot, because mm. what happened was originally they had more um, multiverse Spider Men. In it, and they had oh, okay. a uh, Australian uh, 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 Spider-Man uh, uh, to represent the Spider Spider Woman in there as well. The spider people. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Um, but they had an Australian <laughs> Spider-Man. Okay, and you know, you know the glitching yeah. that all the characters did. Well, apparently they had this. He was quite an amusing character. You know, good day, yeah. really. You know. Um, animated uh, and, and fun character. And what happens... Is I think I saw that glitches, in the trailer, doesn't Well, it? he glitches and dies. Okay. And the thing is, because he's from Australia, it's 24 hours in ahead. And as a result, they realise that they need to solve the whole story within 24 hours oh, and wow. they're all okay. going to die. So it was like this sort of um, ticking clock aspect to it. But they decided to take the entire subplot of that out oh, just right. for pacing. And uh, they were also saying about laughs as well. Like they were trying to make the bit when when he talks about um, when they all have their bit and they talk about, um, you know, in your case, it was your your uncle. In my case, it was my uncle Ben. And they go through and like um, Nicolas Cage's uh, Spider-Man Noir says it was my uncle Benjamin. And then um, Spider-Ham has something as well. There, there were there were more jokes in there, but they took them out because mm. it made the scene less emotional. Yeah, because yeah. there was That's a lot of point in there. Scene, yeah. So again, we, we're probably going to get alternate scenes as Do well. Do you this. know that? So they put. It, will this go on the the the, the extrovert the long version? Will that go in as a finished version? Yes, from what would, I understand, it's because that be twenty-eight minutes longer version. We are perpetually promised anytime there's a uh, an Avengers movie, invariably someone puts online the rumor, "Oh, they're going to release a director's cut of this when it comes out of Blu-ray," and you never bloody get one. Disney do not do director's cuts. <laughs> no, they, they do don't. not give a monkey. No. Um, it's it's like everybody wants to see the uh, the first cut of Rogue One, ha, and yeah. you'll then never. Never. Disney will never release that. Could I just ask um, why you'd want to see an 
alternative to a story which has been told succinctly and brilliantly into one to which you are because, fans of. Well, because there's such a... That's the, a really good... Well, because we, we hear yeah. all the, the stories, the rumours about what happened. And, you know, there's part of you that's curious to know, well, what was it about the first cut? They went, oh, we've got to go back and mm. change all this. What if it was Bobbins? Oh, it probably Bobbins. is yeah, Bobbins. Fair, fair it's fair it's probably is Bobbins. To translate but... being rubbish. Mm. <laughs> Are you thinking about the American market here? <laughs> what does Bobbins mean? <laughs> but, I well, mean... We, we may have some... Um, um, v- v- listeners from from um, Oriental climes or uh, <laughs> others where um, English is their second language, so uh, Welsh is their third. Diolchmbawr Paul, Olan Angui. I didn't know you spoke Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like everybody wants to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yes. Because they want to know, well, what was so bad about it that they had to go back Um, and get another director to come back and reshoot it? But uh, uh, Keith has um, generously bought me Superman 2, and it has the two versions. Oh, the Actually has the, um, the... original cinematic release and then the dog I can see why that um is excellent to watch because it was the the, yeah. the original director yeah. and he um had a vision and for whatever pop internal politics within the studio um they recut etc so I get that but the seeing of a story done differently that isn't an adaptation because adaptation being from, from a well, comic as we're talking now to a movie <laughs> great do you do you want to know why uh, a lot of superman 2 was reshot um I, I, quick, I, I can quickly i quickly can tell you because okay. um uh, the director who took over from richard donner for him to get a full credit he had to shoot more material. Mm, yeah. You've got to do a third but, of it, isn't it, yeah. or something, in order so to get that's, the So that's why they... Because yeah. you, 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 I'm not sure if it's and, the same with the likes of... Um, I, know, I know there was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, but that, then that, that, there were, again, internal politics there and other mm. things which... Well, we, that's we, we, more we external should. politics. Mm. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 absolutely. But you know, th- there wasn't a completed film there. So, you know, I, I never want to go back and see, you know, anything that was singers... Um, cut because it probably was in the in the in the movie anyway. No, I was just, it's just I'm just curious as all well, that. Yeah, I don't to, know. To I think something, I think the fact that it, there's more. something like that is out there and people but, are curious to know. I mean, it's you know, why is it we would, can't see the the original cut of Star Wars? Why is it we've stuck mm. now with the special editions? No, I'll be honest, or, yeah, can, I, can I ask you something? Like, yes. are you a music fan? Like, do you buy like certain bands or? You know. Yeah, I've got an eclectic mix. Okay, so, so but, uh, I haven't stuck to one band or one genre. So if you're a Stones fan, there'll be a market for bootlegs of Stones demos, or so. I I don't see it. Being if as I any hear if I hear that. one, uh, I'll obviously form an opinion and mm. enjoy accordingly, mm. you know, subjectively. But I won't actually go out there and seek. And again, it's okay, a, it's a question. It's a curious uh, question because. Um, I've never been one to hunt out different types of mm. telling to the, the the same movie. Yeah, uh, the music the same. You know, I listen to the band do this. Uh, I love love to go see 
uh, and just do live okay, gigs yeah. and, and do mm. something different. That's great, but I but I, that's not why I go see mm. them live. Yeah, I'm there to throw my pants up on the stage uh, you know, with, with my phone number on there, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just to, to, to the Welsh male voice choirs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should stop here, Graham. <laughs> anyway, back, back to Spider-Verse. No, but there is a, a, an interest in there is part, part. So there is something that says something about the obsessive mindset of of film geeks, like the people in this room. Yeah, I include myself in that. Yeah, I mean, if I know another version of a film exists, I've got to get it. You know, I've got to know. Um, yeah, no, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was just the what, why is that? Because it's fascinating that um, you know, Spider Verse to come out with an extra thirty minutes. Um, I guess I, apparently, I, could, I hope it does now. Otherwise, could be this curious, is going to yeah. be irrelevant. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> all in all, this was an excellent film. And at the beginning of this podcast, we all the four of us did say that we really did enjoy it. Yeah, mm. God, did I say Nichols? I haven't got to Nickel number two yet, but I'm sure that there's well, time. Let's, let's... But no, no, no. Um, the, the fact is that we thoroughly enjoyed this. And I, I thought it was the emotion of it, the, the pace of it, and the the length of it. I agree with you, um, Keith, from what you said earlier, is that it did fly by. And this wasn't just the action scenes. I'm talking the the, the middle dramatic mm. scenes as well. I know that uh, my wife, my wife actually thoroughly enjoyed them and, and it mm. zipped along. She felt as I did. Nickel number two uh, was that some of the action sequences were actually a bit almost too rushed. That, that, that there was too much going on. Um, that you really. Like um, or it was a bit too silly. The um, the the, the train scene being pulled um, from the graveyard when mm-hmm. Peter yeah, B. Parker the, the meets Miles. Yeah, at the end of Venom. Mm. Yeah. Oh right, that, yeah. That, that, that bit there. What was I thought a bit too rushed or so, but ultimately, still the the dramatic scenes had enough drama. The pacing I thought was just right. Mm. So to watch all these extra scenes slot in and. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Well, I, I'm just sorry. I just I quickly looked up, looked it up. The uh, Blu-ray. It's yeah. There, there. There's alternative scenes with it on the Blu-ray, but it's not cut into oh, the film. Right. right. No, it's okay. not. So they're, 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 uh, Look how disappointed uh, we well, are. This, this is this is what I'm getting from. Shit. Um, yeah, okay. it's got. Um, because I've got. Uh, where is it? So that's um, an extension to the story they're telling, which which yeah, I, an extended I can understand. Cut called uh, alt, alt universe alternate cut. universe, universe mode. Cut. Discover alternate scenes, plot lines, characters, and more with the filmmakers as ah, your guides. Okay. Ah, so okay. they're cut. So you're scenes. still getting cameo from Tom release. Cruise and James mm. Cameron. Apparently, <laughs> what cameos from Tom Cruise and no. James Cam- Cameron? Yes, apparently so. But Seriously? Yeah. Who, so who was um, themselves? Oh. oh, right. Oh no, 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 not Spider Cruise. I just want to say though that. Um, the idea, I mean, yes, it'd be wonderful to see all the scenes cut back in, but as the film stands now, I think it really works very no, well. And to, to they, this, they they did the right thing cutting these things out, because as much as it's the idea of the ticking clock, the ticking clock was already there. Hmm. They didn't need to have another character to come in and you know let the people know more. Um, I know on the nose that 
you know, that they had this certain amount of time. We knew that. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. It, no, it, I, yeah. I, I mean, one of the things, one of the things I think really so beautiful about this film as well is you've got a scene, you know, like the scene in um, <clears throat> Peter's, uh, sorry, uh, Miles's dorm room where, you know, one minute you've got, um, uh, you know, Peter Porker mm. saying, do animals talk in your universe? Because I don't want to freak him out, you know, in the in the roommate you yes. know, faints and everything. And then literally minutes later, you've got that wonderful scene where um, Miles is tied to the chair and gagged and his dad comes outside the room mm. and can see his shadow there and sort of says to him about feeling, you know, mm. sorry and all this sort of thing. And Peter at that point can't answer him. And I'm um, sorry, I said Miles. I keep saying Peter. Miles can't answer him. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, you, you know, I, I just think that the film, in terms of being balanced, it just got it all right. So, you, you know, you had these great... I mean, the in terms of action scenes, I love the scene where they go into the... Um, um, the the, the uh, laboratory where... Um, Doc Ock is, yes, and they have to steal the uh, mm. steal the processor. Of the but the, the nice thing about and that is because at, at that point, when you go into that scene, you don't realise that's Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and also it's 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 Peter and Miles working together, together. with yeah. one another, and, and that whole thing, even about the grabbing a bagel. When it actually <laughs> hits the guy, it says bagel, which I think is, I, is brilliant. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, one of the um, guys goes, he's still a bagel. Is that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, I mean, to to go back to what Graham was saying about your like niggle number two being that some of the actions seemed like there was too much going on. I, no. I think that is just the nature of animation, really. It's just a bombard because, as you say, primarily aimed at children and therefore they've got to keep them um I, I must admit, I, I, I don't agree with that, Niggle. Do you not? No, because everything, you can tell what's going on. There was never one point where I was like, what the hell's going on? There, there's not a... I haven't seen it since Christmas. Oh, okay. So I, like, I, there, I can't, there, there wasn't you know. a, an action scene in it which reminded me of, like, Batman Begins. The You know the scene where um, Batman's fighting uh, the... Oh, the this uh, what the what's the clan called? Oh, the League of Shadows. Shadows. Yeah, so he's fighting the League of Shadows, and we've got the uh, horror gas going over them, mm. the scare gas, and so you've got all the Arkham Asylum uh, prisoners who have escaped. They're all you know fighting, and there's this one scene where literally you cannot tell who's hitting the who because it's all close up, and then Batman is whisked away by the yeah. the train. There is never a scene in in Spider Man that um, is like that. That's my yardstick but, for for any kind of action scene where you know you can tell where every character is, who they're fighting. Can I say again? I think that is a byproduct of animation because I think with all animation you can clearly tell what's going on because yeah. it's simply it has to be. But I, I'm saying the the, the, the way the action is staged yeah, yeah, is really. Sure, well. I mean. Well, what, I mean, you know, what, it's what? not like a, a Michael Bay film where it's just like, <laughs> you know, there's a bit going here, a bit going there, and oh, you know, more explosions, mm. and it's just cut all over the place. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's the action scenes are really well done. Yeah. Maybe I'm coming at it um, also at an angle where I was 
so thoroughly enjoying the non-action scenes mm. or the, the the more thrilling scenes rather than going to full full high octane action that maybe my mindset was you know guys and I know this is a Spider-Man story and you, you need the action there but actually some of the better ones in comics and then mm. uh, the scenes in this movie were the ones where I was so pulled into the story of the characters yeah. especially and what was uh, happening to Miles and again um, back to the point about you know uh, loser Peter Parker that mm. uh, I, I, I when, when an action sequence happened especially at the, at the end there to me it was a lot of crash bang wallop all over again there was that bombardment okay. that um, it didn't detract from the fact that I, you know, I still enjoy this movie mm. but uh, I'll be honest that, that that's the type of thing if I've seen it if I, I try and beat um, Keith and, and by 2025 I've seen it 101 times to Keith's <laughs> 89 times I bet you it will happen Niles um, that I will actually fast forward through or skip the action, uh, the action really? sequences oh, okay. because cool. I genuinely it's, it's a was pulled in and, and I was rooting for Miles I thought he was in uh, yeah, his character but, I mean, the, but the thing is there's character development within those action scenes I mean the 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 thing is that so every Spider Man has to lose their uncle. <laughs> this is well, see, them, yeah. well, no, they they all lost their uncle. Uh, uh, Spider. Oh, sorry, Spider Gwen. Spider-Gwen Spider-Gwen lost, uh, uh, Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, most of them lost but their most, uncle. Yeah. yeah. Most of them lost their. And with Miles, it was it was kind of good because you know his his uncle was a bad guy. Yeah. Mm. Which that was actually a big, is, yeah. big shock. It's from the comics. Oh, okay. They, it, it, uh, his uncle is a character called the Prowler. Yeah. Um, Which he is in this. He's like a yeah. yeah. He's like a super, not a super criminal, but no. He he seems to like have a yeah. super suit, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he goads well. he goads yeah. Miles seemingly into killing him, but Miles then finds out that in fact he didn't. Yeah. Kill him, which I can't remember how it went in this. And this uh, uh, it was the kingpin killed him. Yeah. He was like you know. You know, you've got uh, you know Spider Man, one of the Spider Men. You know, kill him, and he couldn't because mm. he knew it was Miles. And interesting yeah. enough, the 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 things there are a lot of parallels between the Peter Parker story throughout history in the Spider Man Spider Man books and the Miles Morales story as told in those three big volumes. So, like, yeah, you have the uncle that teaches Peter valuable life lessons, except obviously with Miles, it's um, you know, as you say, he's a criminal. Um, he teaches him some street smarts, yeah. doesn't yeah. he? And you have the parents as well, which is a very interesting thing to do because obviously, yeah, Peter's, uh, Miles' parents are alive, whereas Peter's are not. But the, I, I don't know if you guys know this from the Spider Man comics. At one point, there was a storyline, I don't know if it's ever been retconned. Where Peter Parker's parents were revealed to be spies. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man Two! They were going yeah. for that, but they it, were it trying just, that. It, they were trying they? that, but, yeah. it, but it, in, it didn't really um, work. But in it, Ultimate Spider-Man, which is the the yeah. Bendis comics pre yeah. Miles Morales, um, Peter does discover some of his dad's work. Yeah, which is his secret um, okay. science work, which leads into the. Um, Oh, the, the clone, right? Oh, okay. Clone, spider clone one. So, so he was working, but I can't ever remember 
by uh, sorry, Peter Parker's mother though, but he was definitely mm. his dad, mm. and and he discovers his his dad's work and tries to yeah continue okay. that. Then yeah, but they were trying you... to do that with the um, Andrew Garfield films. But then uh, yes. what's the parallel here then? So Miles Morales yeah. uh, at one stage um, first his dad reveals to him that he, at one stage he'd been in jail, which Miles never knew about his dad. But then he also finds out that his dad worked for Shield. Oh. Uh, which so they they actually managed to play out a lot of parallels between uh, Peter Parker and Miles mm. quite successfully in quite a, uh, an interesting and stylish way. Um, I kind of I don't wish they'd done it here because no, I don't I, think they would have been I, I, room I, I for think, it. I think the parents in this film mm. was one of the strongest aspects. Oh, yeah. I thought the relationship. Um, you, you, you know, with both the dad and the mum in this was 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 really worked. And, and I mean, back to the sort of action thing as well. The, the other thing that I was surprised worked so well in this with the action was the fact that you had kind of the mixture of animation style. Yes. You know, you had the sort of anime type character yeah. and the, as we said, the sort of Looney Tunes type and the traditional animation and all this. But then... You also had all those sort of splash page mm. type um, shots. Mm. And uh, I just sort of thought, I mean, I, I, well, I'll be honest, in the live action films, as you were saying, Graham, about how you kind of, you know, switch off slightly. I, I do find that in a lot of, I mean, there are exceptions like um, the first Avengers movie. I think the action is superbly done. But there are a lot of those type of films where, it does become a little bit sort of CG overload, and yeah. I kind of care less about those bits than the character yeah. bits. Yeah, well, I mean, good action you should know. always drive character, yeah. shouldn't it? It should be character development. I mean, the, the thing with um, Spider-Man to, into Spider-Verse is that, you know, especially with Miles Morales, is that he's discovering, learning how to become Spider-Man, you know, and usually within these action sequences... You know, we learn different aspects of what his powers are through these action sequences. You know, the fact that he can, you know, do uh, like electrocution, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, turn invisible, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I think of like um, like Neo in The Matrix. I mean, the action sequences in that, they always sort of was wow. driving him, yeah. you know, becoming the one. That's why the first one works so well. Once he becomes the one, it's not mm. so exciting because the also the uh, threat's gone. Yeah, because you know he is Superman. Yeah, once you're God, what do you do? do it's yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, you um, you you go and get a spaceship. Sorry, just a time <laughs> <laughs> Space Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, the, the... <laughs> yeah. so we just t- t- tying back to, to a previous podcast, of course, uh, before you. Uh, um, but I mean, the there. thing is, as well, is that um, throughout most of the film, you feel that um, you know Miles Morales is in danger. That mm. oh, yeah. you know there is a good mm. chance that he is not going to survive this. There's this whole and beautifully done as well within the story and doing the character is the whole idea of getting up at the end as well you know when the other spider-men mm-hmm. start attacking him and it's like can you get up can you do this can you do that yeah the parallels uh, are always are there yeah. to go back yeah. to that from yeah. the beginning he's a reluctant hero yeah. through to but i mean the action is all hero. driven yeah, through absolutely. character and story which i think with is a the good... laugh in there as well he hasn't quite figured this out yet 
But, you know, when, yeah. when, he, when there's all the things that he's supposed to be able to do, but can't quite do. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, th- I always thought that was good. But also, I mean, there is a dark element to this film. I mean, right at the beginning, with the death of Peter Parker. Yeah. And, you know, Kingpin killing it. That, that's actually, I was like, wow, that's that's not exactly child friendly, is it? No, you know, but I think that's... I, but then again, I think... Death is something that's missing from a lot of children's stories at the moment. Yeah, I mean, um, the 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 trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine has come out. Yeah. What's one of oh the lines God, in the trailer? They're never really gone. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole red letter media video about this where they literally take every character that's killed in the Star Wars trilogy, and you just hear uh, Plinkett go, "Well, they're not really gone." Yeah, you know, for every bloody Star Wars character or, or person who gets killed in, you know, I mean, it would be a lot longer. He dies if it's in sci-fi. Well, no, he dies in films <laughs> or the threat of death. I mean, right. we talk about uh, children's films back in the 80s where death was a major thing. Come yeah. on. I mean, um, the never ending story. The horse dies. Mm-hmm. Isn't that not the saddest thing? Yeah. But children are not being taught about these things it's like a lot of the films we see now is don't bother doing anything because you're good already you know <laughs> that is, is that not the lesson that is being taught to children right now wow. don't learn anything don't don't try well, and you know because you're perfect already i i worry about <laughs> yeah you know, old man rent coming up yeah i worry now about the people who are sort of uh 10 or 20 years younger than me, of which there are many. Um, <laughs> nearly everyone I know. But and there's more coming. Because, yeah, because I think what we're kind of heading into is everyone seems to want a world without adversity. And it's just like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I'd be careful of that because when the next big thing comes along, whatever the next big thing that's, that's going to be... <clears throat> As in, dangerous like, yeah, culture. climate change revolution, yeah, yeah. or dangerous to you personally, or dangerous yeah. to your life personally. And I'm not talking about in a filmic way, but yeah. just you know, in general, there's always something that's going to endanger your well being or um, somewhere along the line. Uh, you're maybe not going to be ready to face that. And I, because I, I think that what we're building towards now is, is a much more neutral. You know, they say the world is statistically getting safer. Statistically, um, whether or not that's an actuality, I, I'm, I'm yet. To so, are you guys saying then? Shall I read between the lines and say that Disney is making us all safe? So it's it's actually Disney's fault because they're buying. No, us no, all no, no, no. But I, I think in just general, generally, the culture yeah. is becoming a lot more. Well, I mean, land, you know, yeah, way. I mean, <laughs> I, look, I mean, I think children well look let's 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 bubble wrapping adults adults, yeah it's even worse now i Mm, think we're bubble wrapping adults let's take spider-man into the spider-verse you have a character who you know he's you know he's bitten by a a spider you know he he has to learn to become spider-man he has to Mm. believe he's spider-man take ray out of star wars she's perfect you know, she's never left the planet, but she can fly the Millennium Falcon. She meets Han Solo for five minutes. He's the father figure she never had. You know, she she gets told about the Force. She's a full-fledged Jedi. 
who can do mind tricks. It, it, it's so easy. It just comes naturally. Nothing is earned. Um, yeah. in, in Spider-Man into Spider-Verse, Miles Moranis earns being Spider-Man. Which is why we care. The, yeah. And then another... But, go on. Sorry, can I say something about where Ray is concerned as a character? Yeah. Um, the Millennium Falcon thing, I can't argue with. Yes, she can fly the Falcon somehow. Um, but that gave us one of the more exhilarating moments in that film. The IMAX scene. Yeah. The that whole yeah. Falcon bit. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes, she's a Jedi that, you know, almost instantly a Jedi that can do mind tricks, as you say, but you're constantly under threat of her moving over to the dark side, in, I think, in the second movie. Well, I mean, um, they, they, she, they kind of hinted that, that, but I think that's... It's it's yeah, a no. She, it's a no. I mean, if they, it'd be brilliant in in episode nine if they, you know, went well. You know, actually, I, the, yeah, the bad guys win. Happen. You know, she's you know she turns to the dark side, but that's but not going to happen because Disney and Disney figure, loves safe. The father figure almost instantly gets taken away from her within. I know, space but of I mean, <laughs> she's so known I, I him think, for five minutes. I know, but what, what <laughs> I'm just saying that like it isn't without obviously. But yeah, I, I get. But there's, there's no but there's no adversity to the character i mean there's you know you you have a, a villain i mean that that was the thing that did make me laugh i mean the first time i saw force awakens and we'll, we'll get back to spider-man i was gonna say this is <laughs> spider-man into the star wars universe but, come on, the, the bit when the lightsaber gets pulled from the snow when yeah. um <coughs> um oh Ben Solo's trying to, to pull it. Yeah. Um, I always thought that was going to be Luke Skywalker. Who would be more powerful than a Sith to? Mm. And so when it was Ray, it was a bit, eh? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, okay. It's yeah. like, you know, um, I closed my eyes and suddenly the force is with me. I mean, you know, I, I don't know why I keep picking on these films. I think it's just the more I think about them, the more it kind of grates me, the, the latest uh, trilogy. But, but I, uh, I'm yeah. I'm hoping that by the we get yeah. to the time we get to the end, yeah, that will all have meaning somewhere. Yeah. But that's why I love a film like this. Yeah, okay. When they do that kind of story really well. And that's why I really like this film. It's why it was kind of like a surprise and how it just sort of came from underneath the radar. Cause... Well, to bring back in it with the um Lord and Miller angle here, mm-hmm. and the Millennium Falcon and some of the characters were actually in the Lego movie. So, and that was another animation to which I went to see <laughs> with my daughter. And um, uh, they Batman want, they was want, in that film as well. Uh, 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 to, just to talk about dark uh, or, or black and very, very dark grey. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was uh, there was adversity yeah. there. There was adversity in it, um, Lego Movie Two. Lord yeah. and Miller again. Um, so, so the, yeah. there is there. I, I get your point, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the, well, there's this... only so much death, mayhem, blood, gore you can actually show to a seven-year-old. I know. Uh, well, there's not. They, there's there's, there's they, not they that really much blood and gore. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, yeah, so everything you... everything in balance. But I mean, yeah. as far as media is concerned, though, you, there are there are so many stories out there. Um, Written, especially um, Charlotte's Web being one of the most wonderful ones, yeah. which does actually deal with death, but in, in a more subtle way. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, uh, Charlotte at the end, but um, 
But yeah, there is that, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I haven't put enough thought into it that there should be a lot more. I, I showed my daughter. Yeah. Actually, we had a movie night together, and she picked ET. So we had it on DVD, yeah. and we watched it. And Amazing. That one there, uh, when I first saw it, um, first first movie I saw in the cinema, uh, made me blub like a lunatic. But, my mother had to take me out yeah. of the cinema. There was but that. This, but then she watched the thing, it, though, and, I, and I guess she was Do you think a film like crying. ET will be made today? And would that scene be in it? Well, E.T. comes back to life. Let's not forget oh, that. Oh, yeah, like, I know, but he, he does. But, then, but it was yeah, but still have, an emotional yeah, wrench then, for me more yeah, than okay. it was for my daughter. Yeah, the audience have to, still goes through that. Because the first time you see it, you don't know yeah, he's going to come back. Very true. You we know. saw it on that 80s marathon we night did, and yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh it's no, I, I watched that for the first time. My girlfriend had never seen it and we started doing this sort of Saturday Night Movies thing um, because it was the one night where I could, like... Like, because we work later on a Sunday at the shop. So I was kind of like, you know, we start later in the day. So I was like, okay, Saturdays, I've got them off. Let's let's start watching a movie. Um, you know, one movie a week. And and E.T. was the first one she did. She absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, but I think even she knew. She was just like, yeah, he's going to be alive again, isn't he? And I'm like, well, just, just watch it. Just, you know, watch it. <laughs> but on that, but, I actually... Um, I always wanted to check the quality of um, the movie of of, um, of Spider Verse mm. um, when I uh, got it um, streaming uh, from Amazon, and my daughter actually watched um, first. But I thought, oh, yeah, we're safe here. This is um, pre um, Peter Parker being killed by yeah. um, Wilson Fisk. And what surprised me, I was talking to my wife yesterday about it, is that. My daughter actually was laughing at all the um, repartee between Miles and uh, his dad, mm. and I was like, "Wow, this is surprising because Miles is thirteen. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's a teenage yeah. movie. Or it's from a teenage and perspective." And how old is your kid? Sorry, uh, eight okay. years old. She's a smart eight year yeah. old, um, just like her dad, who's still eight. And yes, yeah, so she was actually um, chuckling away, and I thought, "How are you getting this?" So maybe. They're not being softened up. Maybe they are. There's so much information now that not even us as parents can block off on that. She was actually getting this, and I and I'm the one who stopped um, us going further because I knew what the, what yeah. scene was coming. I knew well, it was I mean, going to be that, a lot more violent. That stuff, so that stuff with Miles and his father. I mean, that's it's so well done, but it's done from a point of view that I think any of us can relate to a point in our life. I know you're. Your daughter's eight years old, but I mean, I think even the eight years old, they can kind of relate to that hype kind of thing where mum and dad are being a bit embarrassing to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, how many times you you must have embarrassed your kid daily? There you go. Yeah. So I, I I think she gets it deliberately. There you yeah. go. I I think she gets that. That that scene talks to everybody <laughs> who's ever well, been embarrassed by their parents. Point taken. See characters die and actually die yeah in in movies now and it's especially odd to see in a, a character um in a again movie for children being murdered by another character on purpose you know not yeah. by accident mm. like yeah, yeah you know normally they'll die in accidents or someone will accidentally get but this is someone who is purposely kind of targeted yeah. and you know well this is the thing with uh kingpin i mean again you know, you understand his motivation. The, the whole reason why he's trying to break into the parallel universe is, is yeah. because his 
wife and daughter, yeah, uh, wife yeah. and son, that's right, uh, died. Mm-hmm. But they died as a result of seeing what he really was. Yeah. I imagine up to that point, they just thought he was a businessman, mm. loving father, with really big shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a big guy, uh, and yeah. um, you know, to see him fighting with Spider-Man, you know saw kind of what the the monster he was and he's been living with that guilt you know Mm. since and he wants to bring him back and again that's a motivation that most people can connect to Mm. which with a lot of villains these days you don't i mean tv's doing it a lot better where you you have the villain that you can understand where they're coming from Mm. i mean thanos you kind of understood his point of view you didn't agree with it but he had a point of view Mm -hmm. And he was willing to to take it to the do end. You, do you think that's a, a byproduct of uh, people just wanting to make villains more complex and more interesting, or do you think that in a way it's kind of softening up? Because I mean, I don't know. There's it, not many people who are it, outright just, evil. No, that's true. And uh, the best. Um, Knowing from uh, what the actor from my own film said that when he played the villain in my film, he didn't see him as the villain. No. Yeah, Yeah, well, you shouldn't. No, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, it's just a different point of view. But Mm. for, for, for dramatic reason purposes, if you have a protagonist, you need an antagonist. Mm hmm. And yeah. the antagonist should be somebody who's a lot more powerful than the protagonist. Now, some films, some stories, you can get away with the guy being a bad guy for being the sake of a bad guy. You know, maybe he enjoys it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it is, I think it just elevates the story if yeah. you can relate to the villain. Mm-hmm. Or done. you can see that they have a certain point of view and then just not being bad for the sake of it. You know, I agree with that, especially with talking about Kingpin, um, Watson Fisk, uh, where um, Bendis, uh, again, Michael Bendis, mm. he has always written him brilliantly evil and really drawn the, the even um, <clears throat> Frank Miller did the same with yeah. uh, Fisk and um, Daredevil. Yeah, it's amazing. In his, in his one, yeah. Just, yeah, there is evil there. So um, having a, an evil guy, but then, yeah, this time he wasn't, he still was evil, but he want he was still selfish, and he wanted to bring yeah. uh, back his family. Nice touch that in a parallel universe they get to see him in the same light right. yeah. again. Yeah, um, nearly at this point, obviously nearly killing Spider Man. But yeah, but, but Fisk has always been there. He was a bit of a. I think at the be- right at the beginning when um, Fisk was being written or Kingpin was, mm. he was just the other villain. But then again. You had to have practically have a villain every um, every issue, j- just to just drive the story as well. But over the years, when you've had the longer running story arcs, yeah, you've done it so no brilliantly well done here again that you have him killing um, a Spider Man because he has that power. He has yeah. um, well, he, he, he has did, that he has yeah. that will to do with it. Yeah, well, he did it out of rage. Yeah. I mean. Because Peter Parker says to him, I know why you're doing this. You can't bring him back. Mm. And that enrages him and, you know, mm. ultimately leads to his death. But Fisk but, is, is capable yeah. of, yes. of of murdering. That's yeah. the point there. Yeah. Well, you, you want a villain who you feel is a threat at the end of the day as well. You've got to feel that you're, the main character 
is going up against something that's bigger than him and ultimately could, you know, he could lose his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, and you and you yeah. feel that in this. I mean, Definitely. you know, the, the the stakes are very high mm. uh, even without the ticking clock thing that yeah. we talked about. And 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 the other thing that's so good about this is is just how sort of multi-layered all of it is. Like even even little visual things like um <clears throat> the fact that uh Miles's dad the the patches on his on his uniform and on the car <laughs> say PDNY, not NYPD, you know, instantly saying that we're in a slightly skewed, a slightly different universe here. And uh, I I mean, I love the fact as well that, um, you know, when we go to uh, original Peter Parker's um, wonderful sort of layer that he's got (laughs) below his Aunt May's, you know, shed and whatever, um, you've got, there's so many references even to the video game spider-man you yeah. see the costume of yeah. and you see all those you see that, things. That, 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 that perfectly brings us on to niggle number three. Oh, go on then and are you pleased to hear the final one <laughs> um yeah why apart from um maybe placating some of some fans would a peter parker have 20 different Spider-Man costumes, unless he's actually got a cost- costume shop, or <laughs> he, he, you know, Aunt May is actually and a, a G- Spider-Mobile. And, yeah, yeah, know, I, I get it's well, a different well, universe. Well, yeah. I get, I get that. Mean, so, but so, then I, I look at it and go, okay, there's a, there's a cape there. Okay, we've got, we've got a nice little gag. <laughs> it's not quite fit. It's jarring with me. It's not quite fitting okay. with my interpretation of this universe. Yes, we've got blonde Sp- oh, Peter Parker. You know, he's supposed to be this, this angel, etc. But then, yeah, the the, 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 the buggies there. Oh, I had one of them when I was a kid. Uh, I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's part of the universe. Yeah, oh, I've, I've... But then my wife's going, well, okay, yeah, but what? why does he have one of them? Well, then we look at all the costumes. Why are all the costumes there? That there is a question that was left unanswered and was, it was just there almost for comic relief when a movie that had so much comedy in it merchandising <laughs> okay uh, that, 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 that's uh, you know, a, a cynical answer but actually yeah. yes you could 100% be right so that one just didn't fit where we were thankfully that scene is next I must admit the, 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 the thing that scene too. actually I've, I think was more niggly about that scene than all the costumes was I think this is the first Aunt May who knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man mm. Oh, until... Uh, well, from my knowledge. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because uh, J. Michael Shinsky's run, the big thing that he did was that Aunt May finds out that Peter is Spider-Man. Right. And Bendis um, further on yeah. in Ultimate when we've got... Yeah, sure. We're going to yeah. hundreds, okay. I think, of the yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, she eventually does find out. And she, he also, in the process of telling her, yeah, I'm Spider-Man, also says, look, I think I'm responsible for Uncle Ben's death. And she is initially uh, very angry about it. And Mm. uh, one of the things she has to do is kind of work on forgiving him for for his, his role in that. So... 
there is a, a an element of uh, oh, okay well, in 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 like the comic it, it does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it I thought exist. it might have been that might have been the case. And I'm but... pretty sure it's probably been done even before those two examples that, that we gave Graham is, is yeah. like. Um, but I mean, film-wise, yeah. yeah. But so. film-wise, Aunt May's kind of, you know, not known about. I mean, and... I know, I know, I know. Uh, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's that mm. Peter Parker did say that he was responsible for Uncle Ben's death. Yeah. But she still didn't know he was Spider-Man. Well, and also now you're going to have the Aunt May that knows in... Uh, oh, in the MCU. Not Far From Home. Was yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, Far, far from, from Home. Oh, it is Far From, from Home. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the end yeah. of Homecoming, yeah. yeah. Um, and but it's is very he clear. dead? <laughs> is he? Isn't he? I don't know. Well, we don't know when that movie's set yet. That's like, true. Like, That's true. Sort of the multiverse, the multi-costumes then, mm-hmm. left, left maybe for I, Blu-ray. Maybe okay, I, I, I think that, I mean, canonically in the comics, he would have had more than one costume. Like, obviously you have the, the whole black suit era, the symbiote, Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. And then later on, I mean, at one point I think he buys a costume from a costume shop because... Mm-hmm. He's got no other choice. There's the very famous issue of Spider-Man where his costume gets destroyed and he he has to go to the Fantastic hey. Four and they give him yeah, yeah. the a Fantastic Four uniform and a paper, paper bag, bag. Yeah, yes. uh, and, and slap a kick this <laughs> on his back. What, what, what's sort of interesting, but, I think, about that, and I, and I do actually 100% appreciate what you're saying about yeah. the whole thing. It's weird because you, you've you've got it's kind of changed it from spider-man or peter parker being the you know the the guy that can't make ends meet that's you know working as a photographer in the daily bugle and you know trying to pass his exams and look after his aunt and all this sort Mm -hmm. of stuff um and that version in the multiverse and the spider-verse there paints him as more the sort of bruce wayne yeah, type well, guy that's uh, got that's got a layer with vehicles and equipment again, and multi suits. Yeah. So again, there yeah. is a later thing that happens in the Dan Slot comics where, in I think like the worldwide era as they called it, where he is running a global. Yeah, you have that with um, Spider-Man, Deadpool. Yeah, where he he's, he runs yeah. like, park industries, or whatever, and is but he's still the geek then. Yeah, he's still. Um, you know, makes a mess of hash of things and his first press conference he's got this yeah. wonderful new toy and he spills uh, ketchup over himself so he has mm. to wear two ties and the on the press only you know uh, focusing on the fact he's wearing two ties and this gizmo but even though he was multi-billionaire mm. or trying to be he was still the geek yeah. so yeah, yeah, I get, I, I get, not, not I get queen, having, yeah. having, <laughs> having, yeah, having, yeah, Mr. Mr. Perfect, uh, Peter Parker, <laughs> get it, but, yeah, anyway, that I, I think, there is, there is part of me that, that kind of, and I'm not, and I'm not being uh, dismissive of what you're saying, but there is part of me that kind of doesn't care. Yeah, it, like... <laughs> it was a nice bit of fan service, that's what I yeah. thought it was, it's like, oh look, there's these different Spider-Man costumes that have probably appeared in different comic books and, and cartoons and stuff, so, for for that, that was like, you know, and the the only other thing it served was the fact that you know that Miles Morales could use one of the costumes and turn it into his own. Mm. 
Yeah. It was there because the plot needed it. In fact, something that we were talking about earlier um, that we sort of got off the topic of. Surprise, yeah, surprise. But, um, <laughs> you know, we were sort of saying that, uh, you, you know, when they were telling the, 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 the very um, well put together little origins. Yeah. yeah and like the first one um, kind of implied, you know, like the Tobey Maguire type spider-man with some of those scenes but yeah. then i think the other two times they do it one of them they do reference the andrew garfield stuff with him like sat on his mobile phone yeah on the corner okay. of the uh skyscraper and stuff and um no isn't that the oh no yeah it is the andrew garfield yeah, yeah they, they yeah. also do that thing in uh, and the, the, yes, they, and then they have the well, yeah. the, the, the the sort of reference to Tom Holland. I think I think they at some point they reference each of the live action ones yeah. as well. Because don't it, they, but that's that's kind of digested to the story though, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like yeah. yeah, these are different versions. And yeah. Well, like... this is a question. So, um, so is Spider Gwen and the uh, Spider Noir and the anime Spider Man? Uh, are they inventions of this film, or are no. they? Were they were characters from comic books before? No. Um, so, and I, I might be misremembering. Spider Man Noir is in existence. Yeah. The one I've read is not the funny Nick Cage one. The one okay. that yeah. drinks whatever and fights Nazis. Fighting Nazis. Nazis. Fighting Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Burns um, a match just so I can feel something. But it's a, a, a lot of a darker, more violent Spider-Man noir. So, so okay. the, from what I know, and I could, you know, I could be corrected on this, where uh, this one did I think this one seemed to me uh, we can um, research it now if need be uh, was the only real invention as in to make it him like that but the Penny Parker and the Spider Gwen yeah no they they are uh, already in existence oh, yeah. okay Sp- like Spider Ham yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. Spider Ham I think is from a was largely a joke in the 70s. Jeez, yeah. Wasn't he on the yeah. back Don, of the comics? Yeah, it's like a Don yeah, Heck like, yeah. thing. I want to say Don Heck. Yeah. I, but I could it was be definitely wrong. the comics there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Penny Parker, the, the spi- spider, as it's called, um, and then the is spi- from Spider-Verse. Spider-Man 20, 21, 99, or whatever it is. 20, 99, yeah. yeah. One right at the end of oh, the I, I, this, Yeah, I mean, that was a nice callback because I remember when that came out. I remember the first issue was like a... a a recreation of uh, is it Amazing Spider-Man number one, where he's yeah. in this spider, he's sort of in the web, but it's yeah. the new spider suit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, and also throwing him into the uh, 1970s cartoon. Yeah, as yeah. Well. I mean, there were so, so many cartoon, good yeah. things. Like I love the fact that mm. Spider-Man Noir, you know, has the Rubik's cube, the cube thing yeah. that he that he can't, you know, <laughs> gets get his head around, you know, and all oh, that. and, and that, that, just it's also cut. in the end credits, and, and, where it's like the amazing color brick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and also, and also the fact that I like the fact that Spider Ham says something at the end, like that's all, folks. That's, and and they go, Am can I he even legally no, allowed to I, say? I, that I thought the other character. No, it's the other characters who say, yes. "Is he legally allowed to yeah, say I that?" I just think that's brilliant. <laughs> but on the on the noir, um, if anybody is uh, interested in, in reading the Marvel noir series, um, I'd recommend the X Men uh, story mm. on that one. Uh, it is the best 
Uh, the least violent as well. I think the Spider Noir one was, was way too mm. violent for me. It was too, too nasty. Although, it was too too far too far removed from okay. what I know we were talking about Wilson Fisk mm. killing, but actually it's never been so sharply just horrible. I, 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 I it didn't it didn't flow. Uh, the biggest for me. Um, joke for the Marvel Noir stuff though was that they also did Daredevil Noir. And it's just yes. like what? <laughs> like is that something that needed noiring? It's actually punishment. Was it really? Really? What was the point of that? Punishing black and white suit anyway. Yeah. But Daredevil. It's like it, it's it supposed was to be entirely. Red, right? Yeah. <laughs> now they might have been good. I don't know. Those I didn't read. But um, also, I do need to point out that the noir stuff is not, as far as I know, is not currently available in. Uh, physical form um you might be able to track track it down in back issues but yeah because marvel are not very good at keeping things in print uh, well they are but when they when they've got a movie out oh. but if since would, you, would had, you know of a, of a comic shop uh, perchance yeah. so well, you could, could come to marvel and search you but I, I genuinely don't know that we've got any of the noir stuff in back issue form even at the moment um because i you know you do get a lot of speculation in comics I'm sure some very smart people snaps that stuff up as soon as uh, as soon as it was announced and are now making money on eBay for it but like yeah Marvel have not seen fit to bring the noir stuff out as far as I know again in a long time like it's been a long while since mm. that stuff's been out um, but maybe in time maybe in time for the blue <laughs> who knows I mean I mean here's the thing you know I I for me, I think this is like one of those sort of near perfect movies, right? Okay. But we and I don't say that often about things or, or lightly. But w- would we want to see another one of these films? Would we want yeah. a, a sequel? Yeah. Well, they they've kind or... of set up for a sequel, and especially with <clears throat> the uh, after credit sequence. Yeah. Because uh, the uh, the Spider Man of the future. Has you know developed a machine that can uh, you know uh, they call it uh, not a gizmo. Uh, oh, one of them, yes. A gizmo, yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not what they call it. Goober. A goober. Yeah, He's right. designed a goober that will let him go to parallel universes without the sort of you know uh, falling apart. And uh, I think that the I, I believe the rumor mill is that if they do a sequel, that will come into play. Okay. And uh, I'm I'm one who says leave well alone. Mm. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. with this one. Yeah, I mean I, I am, I, but having another I, one. I, don't get me wrong; it could be even better again. But if they, if anything were to stop Lord and Miller decide to go off elsewhere and continue with Lego movies or whatever, then yeah, I would be tremendously happy with yeah with this one. And go back to it over and over again, um, not just to beat Isles uh, with his um, current record of how six times he's seen it. And I've got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> yeah. my two. Why has he watched it in the middle of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it's taken so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, no, no. But in all seriousness, um, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely re- revisit uh, this movie and enjoy it over and over again. Uh, I know that, but. If it's if it's a one-off, then yeah, uh, I'd be um, pleased uh, for that too. Yeah, I mean, I'd be quite interested to see a sequel. Um, I'd like to see these characters again. I, 
I really enjoyed this film and but if they decide not to do a sequel then I'd be happy too mm. just because you know sometimes it's best to leave well alone but mm-hmm. there the, the thing is though there's there's the possibility of you know bringing in more Spider-Men mm. or Spider-People and the, well, with, with the yeah. multiverse in, in, yeah. Yeah. in yeah. Spider-Verse it's humongous I've, I've yeah. only seen snippets of I'm not sure if Marvel has a multiverse at the moment it's a Spider-Verse, isn't it? With, with, with yeah, they don't like. Men. They don't. I don't think they have a multi- because I think one of the things that Secret Wars did was crush everything that back down to the six one six. So I don't know if they have a. So this is more of a DC thing, is it? The multiverse, multiverse. Is, is DC, yeah. Right. But um, the the Marvel universe and Star Trek and Terminator. Yeah, and, like, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I suspect that if we ever discover actual proper parallel universes in in you know real life, they're going to be really boring. <laughs> everyone's going to be exactly the bloody same. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I I don't know sequels or not. I like I think it's funny you mentioned the Matrix earlier. I kind of agree with Graham on this because. The Matrix is a film that didn't need a sequel. Yeah, I agree. Well, and we we wanted we wanted happy. we wanted sequels, but then what we saw, we were I, like, I, I no! actually, we've, we've actually done a I whole podcast yeah. on this, haven't yeah. we? Where we discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, I I was perfectly the happy at the end of the Matrix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I agree. But I mean, I was I was at the time very happy that they were doing sequels, and you know, because there, really there was the there, one, there was there's talk the talk that. Uh, I remember at the time, once the first Matrix came out, that mm. it was part part of a trilogy. It's like, oh, okay, let's, let's see where they're going to yeah. go with this. It's just unfortunate where they did go with it. I don't, yeah, I mean, I think they're masterpieces of design work. I think they're very beautiful to look at the Matrix films. But yeah, they're well, all... my, the the thing I yeah. uh, you can probably guess what I'm going to say. Yeah, but, uh, the the thing that let the sequels down is the fact that with the first one you had such a great threat yeah. you know the whole thing was everybody who's faced an agent has died yeah and so when neo decides to take on agent smith you you, you know you go well you know or this 200 this... of them yeah <laughs> no no fuck the sequels because <laughs> i mean that you know then he was super neo and you know god neo whatever you know he was you know untouchable it would be like, was it like playing a game in God mode? You know, it's literally like nothing can hurt him. But I think that actually brings up an interesting point, which is the a thing that spoils a lot of comics and a lot of like universes and things like that is the the universe aspect. Is the the moment you start building more and more and more, you're suddenly going to have to ask yourself more questions, and the audience is going to have to ask you more questions. And you're going to have to come up with answers for them. Mm. And in fact, again, the Matrix that that brings. Well, that... you dilute yeah. what's there. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem with with all of these, and this is why this is why I mean to be to give credit to you know Feige and his team and yeah. and, and the MCU. They've done it very well, I yes. think, actually, because <clears> they've <throat> had like a sort of consistent showrunner. Yeah. Um, yeah. For that, but um, but they've also had. How many years mm. Marvel's been around? Yeah. All that material at their fingertips. To oh, come up with, this. with, yeah. with, with the Matrix, material. it's like, what was the point in Matrix where I kind of just went, yeah, like, come on. 
was where that was the first five, first five minutes no, of no, the second no. film. In, in in the second film, funny enough, or or maybe the third, where he stops the Sentinels when they're outside. Oh, the, the end of the second and then, one. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then later on in the third, he goes like, "Why do my powers work outside?" And the Oracle just goes, "Oh, because they they do." Oh, you know, the ones always had the power to work. And it's just like, so you're basically saying his powers work because they work. work yeah. And that's it. And it's just like, no. That's what I read. It's a question that needs <laughs> answers. The thing is, the thing is with Neo is he yeah. didn't have multiple copies of the same costume <laughs> in his <laughs> basement shed. <laughs> He, did. Uh, he didn't have a Neo buggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a stealth Neo jet. Uh, he doesn't need it because he can fly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I suspect, <laughs> even though they kind of said, oh, this is always meant, because that, that, that was another thing that got on my nerves around Simon Matrix. Every film that came out was, well, it's part of a trilogy. It's just like, why? Yeah. Why I mean, does it have to be part the, of a trilogy? It's like, make it, something else that's yeah, new it's and like, interesting. Um, the other... The, I loved the summer of 99 because we were all waiting for Phantom yeah. Menace. We thought that was the film of the season. And then... We got The Matrix, we got yeah. The Mummy, we got South Park, the movie. These films were <laughs> far better than Phantom Menace. Yeah. I mean, it was it was kind yeah. of... It was nice because we weren't expecting this. But... Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> so you're saying then, because we're, we're, but, we're um, doing for the Marvel, but we're no. doing for Star Wars, and, all the rest of, and this one's come out of nowhere as well? Yeah, but that my, that's not my point, but oh, this is a sorry. good point. But my Thank point you. being is that these, The Mummy, The Matrix, all had sequels, which were terrible. And, yes. you know, with hindsight, you think, should have just left it. Because mm. The Mummy mm. was a great film. It was very enjoyable. You know, and it's... It wasn't quite what you were expecting. You didn't think it was going to be an Indiana Jones yeah. clone. And, and imagine if Universal had the common sense to build their dark <laughs> the universe then, then yeah. rather yeah, than... Yeah, oh God, yeah. yes. But, yeah. you know, they weren't into universe building at that time, no. the franchises, of interconnecting franchises. Well, yeah. because they were... Yeah. Well, it used to be crossovers and early, spin-offs, really. and now it's become, you yeah. know... Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. My... Which, interestingly, um, something I've watched recently, which is part of a cinematic universe, and I have to say, my God, how refreshing. Confessions of a window cleaner. No, not that one, but uh, although a good universe. Now, um, uh, Shazam! Yes. Exclamation mark. Well, uh, um, now, though, not part of an extended well, universe. Well, it is. It's part of the DCEU. It is, but the DCEU is apparently dead. They're now saying that we're well, not going to go for this type of formula where we try and intermingle everything. But, but, but what I liked about Shazam, yeah. I mean, I thought it was just a, such a breath of fresh air, but it was part... In fact, what they did, what, what I really liked, they did what um, the original Jurassic Park did, is they made the merchandise integral oh, yes. to the film. Yeah, okay. Because it, in... in um, in uh, you, you know, in Shazam, one of the kids wears the the T-shirts that that I well, some of the ones that I've yeah. either owned or or currently own. But you know, some of the the merchandise mm. now that we have for Superman and and Aquaman and Batman and whatever is actually in the film yeah. as 
the merchandise of the actual characters that exist. So that you know, I quite I quite like okay. it when they do that sort of um, bring it in. But no, I thought it was. But it is part of the DCEU, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Just... But they've also come out and said, look, because of how well Aquaman performed. For me, Shazam was in, way like, better than Aquaman. Yeah, I, I way agree. Way better. Than... But because of how well Aquaman performed, being sort of cut free from that, the shackles of that. And then because of how well Shazam's done, they're just like, yeah, like we're done with this, really. I, I think their kind of connected universe will move, and I, I actually think this is the right thing to do. A lot of their connected stuff will move to, to the DC Universe platform, the TV shows. Although they've already said it, like Doom Patrol. Well, the Balantis. Oh, the, yeah. the ones on Netflix. Yeah, that, the, um, new, the new stuff that's good. Well, it's from a platform that DC have done in the US. It's not available here, of course, because we're obviously a third world country. We don't need uh, entertainment platforms. They've done a thing called DC Universe, which is a, um, uh, a Netflix for comics and for DC's own shows. And they're making brand new content just for this platform. Um, Titans was the first. Oh, okay, Titans. Doom yeah, Patrol, yeah. which grew out of Titans, was the second. Swamp Thing is the next one. Right, and, these are, nothing, Queen... and these are nothing to do with the CW, Balanti, no. DC no. stuff. Um, okay. Although it's expected, I think, that eventually they'll find a way to, you know. They'll find a so. way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like life, it'll um, find a way. Sorry. Yes. Um, well, yeah. let's 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 wrap up. What's what are your guys' final thoughts about uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Is there anything else you want to say? Um, yeah, it's. I remember uh, end of the film. I turned round to Keith, and uh, in my head, I I said wow, but I actually said fuck, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it be, because. Right up to the end, and then that um, sequence, uh, that credit sequence at the end with, with that music pumping, uh, that was excellent and an excellent fit to it. So, um, yeah, um, not a masterpiece, but definitely close to a, a, a five-star uh, movie, um, was definitely for me. And again, I, I'll go back and re- revisit it over and over again. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Will you go back and watch this? Will you go back and buy it? Will it be... Something you'll revisit, and like for me, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll watch certainly a few more times. I'll, yeah. I'll be picking it up when it's when it's finally mm. out. Well, I've already bought it; it just yeah. hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> but, um, but by the time this this podcast is aired, hopefully, mm. I'll uh, be enjoying it. But um, and be on viewings number six. <laughs> in, well, you never know. But um, no, I mean, I, I, it's funny actually, because because you know we've we've tonight we've talked a lot around. The subject, yes, and I, I do feel like, in some respects, we we didn't really drill that much into it. Um, but it's interesting the the other debate that it's that it's um, y- y- you know um, spawned this evening. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, lo- loads to say about the film. To be fair, most of it's already been said on numerous other podcasts. But I'm glad that we got to uh, sort of wax lyrical about it. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was one of the one of the most enjoyable films of 2018 for me. And one of the big, mm. I would say one of the biggest surprises and mm. yeah. definitely in terms of in a time where, I mean, I enjoy superhero movies. I watch them all. Um, but you know, in a time when we're sort of inundated with them, um, <clears throat> I found this to be a breath of fresh air and I do sort of 
stand by what I say at the beginning in the fact that I think it is good that not everything that's Marvel property is in the MCU because I just think it's nice that we get these alternative films of which this was one along with, as we've already mentioned, Logan and Deadpool and the X-Men and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, But no doubt we will probably have a podcast where we discuss Avengers Endgame at some point as well, no doubt. But, but yeah, no, I loved it. Um, Yeah. I, I, you know, I I really loved it. And I think it's like a a gold standard of comic book films. I mean, it's... You know, as an origin story, it's done really well. Uh, well, it was, and you have all the different characters there go through a journey as well. Mm. It isn't just about Miles Morales. It's about Peter B. Parker learning that, you know, um, his fear of having children was unfounded. Mm. Uh, you know... Another sp- section to Jurassic Park. There you go. Yeah, Spider Gwen realizing that (laughs) she can have friends. Mm. She doesn't have to be alone. And uh, Spider Noir discovering color. (laughs) (laughs) What did Spider Hum uh, discover? Uh, That animals can speak. Well, no, I, I, I think... go down a treat with some applesauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think he has some wonderful moments as well. I mean, the the bit where um, he's they're fighting Scorpion at the end and, you know, he, like, he goes, you don't like animation? You know, and he, you know, he absolutely, you know, beats up Scorpion, which was, you know, great. But, I mean, I think the, the whole... What's so good about the film as well is that the whole idea that you know that anybody could be spider-man yes. i mean this is this is one of the, the the points of the film is that you know miles morales you know goes through this transformation becomes spider-man and it isn't because you know okay he gets bitten by a radioactive spider but he takes a leap of faith and you know believes in himself and that belief is what makes him become the new spider-man um and it's it's a lesson I don't think gets told too much in in films these days, or is earned. You know, I think we get a lot of characters who come to the same conclusion, but you don't feel like you've come along with them on that journey, or that they've come so far. It's so strange because I I watched this at the weekend, and I watched Team Wolf at the weekend. And Team Wolf and Team yeah the film yeah right. not the TV series fuck the TV series. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but the the thing about Team Wolf is it has a similar lesson. I know you guys are laughing at me, but stick 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 with me stick with me on this. But Team Wolf is about somebody who discovers that they have this power, and and then realizes that actually the best thing for them the best thing to get ahead is to be themselves yeah and to bring up other people wait are you saying that the real power was inside them the whole time (laughs) 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 we're all gonna go now and do some van surfing (laughs) (laughs) a few of us actually have the beards already (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, the thing about Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse is it, it does remind me of the blockbuster films of the 80s where so much of it wasn't was more character based than it mm. was, you know, about the effects. And I think that's kind of one of the things that is missing from a lot of films, some yeah. of blockbuster films. It seems to be more about the effects and less about character. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I'll come back to watch this film because, you know, I want to go for that journey again. Yeah, you really do care about the characters yeah. in this film. And it's yeah. it's something, it's a way of storytelling that's is sadly lacking in films today. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just seen Hellboy, and uh, oh, it's bad. Like yeah. we're yet to review it, so I can't say too much. But yeah, yeah, I, I uh, studio. I mean, studio interference is a big thing on that one. Do you think so? I, oh yeah. Like <laughs> oh no, no, it's a fact. We we know Neil Marshall was fired from it. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. He fired or he walked off, but he he wasn't not in charge of the edit of that film. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. I can't say I'm excited if I'm honest. No, and and that's the fact that you know we never got the third Galimo del Toro Hellboy. But I mean, I mean, like you look at this, and they totally understand the character of Spider Man. Mm. They totally get it. Well, they understand. And I look at that, and they don't understand. Yeah, the they understand the humour. They yeah. understand the visuals. They understand the pathos. They understand, you know, the emotion of it. Every, just, it's one of those things where everything in this mm. film works. You know, it's all in sync, and it works. And the storytelling is just yeah, it's a, well it's a beautiful balance because yeah. it, it could have gone either way, couldn't it? Yeah. The key thing. For me, and I can't remember if it was Liz or my old boss who told me this um, about Spider-Man because he's a big Spider-Man fan. My old boss is a big, big Spider-Man fan, and he said, "Look," or Liz said, "I again can't remember." Someone told me that. Look, the key thing with Peter Parker is, uh, and Spider-Man is, the worse things get, the funnier and more upbeat he gets and that I think they kind of got mm-hmm. you get that yeah um, with the, re- the whole know. reluctant mentor yeah to um, Miles Morales uh, as, as the Padawan if you like yeah. um, uh, <laughs> but you, you know that that whole dynamic worked really well and even the way they chose to tell it like they're having a conversation that they could have just been you know, stood in the park or something, have it having, but no, they're actually walking up and down the side of a building yeah. while they're talking about it. Where Miles is trying to literally find his feet, you know, mm. and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and and use his power, whereas Peter's just walking backwards and forwards, and then he has yeah. that glitch right in the middle where he falls down and stuff. It, but I mean, that's the all just work. Like, yeah, like, it that's beautiful. It, yeah, it, like, it just it just works so well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we I could think... talk loads more. But, well, I could, you know, yes. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've kind of gone round the houses a bit, which is which is good. I mean, that's mm. that's the point of a discussion mm. podcast like this. So uh, that's fine. Been fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's uh, wrap up in our usual manner. 
and that's by asking our guests uh, what you guys are up to and how people can contact you. Graham. I am not on social media. Um, having a quiet period at the moment, uh, and I'm enjoying my holidays. Uh, and that's me signing out. <laughs> and Paul, you know, t- tell the folks where they can find your so other podcast. Y- y- you can find our other podcasts um, uh, on the Orbital Comics web- website or on iTunes if you search Orbital Comics or Orbiting Comics. We are we are there. Um, you should particularly listen to Frame by Frame, which is our film review podcast where we review all the new comic book movies yep. and TV wherever we can. And you can catch me on Twitter at manreadcomic. Um, yeah, that's it. And are you working <laughs> on anything else? Or anything no, else I like uh, my time is almost exclusively taken up with being at the shop or doing um, podcasts for the shop and other content for the shop, <laughs> which I enjoy very much. And uh, we got loads more planned for the rest of 2019. And yeah, keep them peeled. Good, like, do do check us out. Do come and look at the shop. That's the main thing. Is I would love to see people who are listening to your podcast, which I've had so much fun being on, mm. and I'm very honoured to be asked to come back a second time. Thank you very much. Um, I would love you guys to come and visit the shop. Eight Great Newport Street, WC Two, Orbital Comics, um, London's best back issue shop. Please come and see us. <laughs> and Keith, where can people find out more about your work? Well, if you go on to uh, YouTube and you put in British Isles, that's E-Y-L-E-S, as in my last name, uh, there are some short films on there that I've written and pre- produced and directed. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch, get in touch via the podcast uh, here. Um, and please, you know, do spread the word and give us a like and a five-star review would be great. Are you guys on Twitter? Yes. That's the podcast? Yes. Okay. I'm sure you'll give. I just want to know me. I should have just I'm waited. Sure, I'm sure I will. <laughs> I've spoiled the ending. <laughs> now you've made it. <laughs> well, you can find my work at independentrunnings.com. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and all good podcast providers. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Yes, we're on Twitter at Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. And uh, please leave us a rating and review, especially five stars. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yes, and uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. And thank you to our guests. No, thank you all. I've had a lot of fun. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's been fun. I'm really glad to be doing it again. And uh, please join us again for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell.
time I'm walking out I can hear you telling me to turn around Fighting for my trust, and you won't back down Even if we gotta risk it all right now I know you're scared of the unknown You don't wanna be alone I know I always come and go But it's out of my control Fire